Welcome back. There are any number of ways to grade a president, judge a president, take a look at a president at the 100-day mark. How are they doing? Passing things, getting things done? Here's one way a lot of people use. Just take a peek at the president's approval rating. Compare that to recent predecessors. We can go all the way back to Eisenhower here, and the numbers don't lie. Donald Trump is historically unpopular at the 100-day mark, a 44% approval rating. You can see, again, going all the way back to the 1950s in Dwight D. Eisenhower, Donald Trump at the bottom of the class, if you will, when it comes to presidential approval at the 100-day mark. advocate where we talk about news and current events i'm your host mitchell hernandez and i'm also your host brandon condit our goal at the devil's advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media it's in truth a conversation where a conservative and independent like myself and an independent liberal like myself can share different points of view without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics and in the media so with that Let's get started. Well, here's what people are talking about. Tomorrow is President Trump's 100th day in office. And in a new interview, uh, Trump said that he thought being president would be easier than his old life. People don't know what's more shocking, that he thought being president would be easy or that he thought his old life was hard. It's like, uh, I guess yelling your fire from your apartment is hard. All right. So we're back with uh, week 12, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as you might notice before we get into things, um, Brandon sounds a little bit different this week. Well, that's what happens when you have your face cut off and need two weeks to uh, to recover. So I I'm <laughs> hopefully within the next couple of weeks I'll get rid of this lisp and learn how to talk again. Um, but until then, deal with it. So um, so obviously. This is the special 100-day episode. That's right. Um, Trump has been in office for 100 days. Um, it might seem to some of you like a year. It might seem to some of you like four days since he crammed 100 days into last week. Um, <laughs> but the but here it is, nonetheless. We were at the 100-day marker yesterday, right. and uh, and so yeah. What do you what do you think so far? Well, I thought what we could do is. We got a couple sites here pulled up that are going to kind of go over. Mostly they focus on his promises, right. what, uh, basically what he campaigned on. And so I figured we'd go down the list, kind of see what he was doing, uh, what he's been doing, what he started to do, what he's been blocked at doing. And then after we've gone through all of that, we can kind of give our thoughts on where we think he's going to go forward, if it's been successful or not. Uh, if 100 days is a, you know, a good metric to even measure anyone by. So I thought that'd be kind of the way to go. So I found right. that's that not not that it matters um, <laughs> explanation. Right. <laughs> well, even with Obama and every other president, I personally don't think that 100 days is really to me. That's just a political thing. Right. Like when they go first day, I'm going to do this, and they never do. No it's one funny, ever does. Because you're only willing to say it when it's your guy who. Oh, I said it when it for Obama. Uh, Same thing. Because Obama was my guy when he was first put into office. I voted for him. Nazi. So anyway, we got. Um, let's see. www dash trump.com has a really good website we're gonna put in the links uh so basically it starts oh, speaking off speaking of that let me cut you off for one second right. um because every single week of the show we talk about the the links that we put in the comments we're actually gonna do that from now on. well somehow we we thought we were 
and we weren't and it wasn't saving when we were right. when we were putting the shows up so we actually lost all all of the links from the first 11 episodes we do have them now we did realize that and there will actually be links to what we are discussing <laughs> In episodes right. moving forward. We're cataloging so, them, so we should have them all I know that we've you. said it every time, and they haven't been there, and we didn't know that. We apologize. They will be there in the future. Um, so with that, go ahead. All right. So first off, it's going to talk about immigration. Uh, so let's see here. The first one it says is, in progress, fully fund the construction of the wall on the border of Mexico. Not going to happen. <laughs> Let me read it. With the... Quotes, full understanding that the country of Mexico will be reimbursing the United States uh, for the full cost of such a wall. So, uh, it says it's in progress. I don't think it is. I think that it's been basically determined that... Now, he says he had a big rally in Pennsylvania yesterday where he was talking about, trust me, the wall is going to (laughs) happen. Don't even worry. I think his direct quote was, go to sleep. Just don't even worry. I missed, <laughs> I, I missed Wake that up line through all the there. blame the media stuff. Um. <laughs> so he's saying it, unless he finds unless he funds it himself, I don't think it's going to happen. But I've been wrong before, so we'll see. He's still saying it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. No. The fact of the matter is, a couple days ago, he was asked, is it going to happen before the end of your first term? And he said, Yes. So, um, that's not a confident statement to me. Like the, He's the, mulling it over in his brain. Will it? If will you, it? If you were watching uh, on Facebook no. Live, you actually saw some stuff there. If you weren't, <laughs> you should have been. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, we'll have to see. I don't think, I don't think in any way, shape, or form it, it's going to happen. And like they said, it doesn't really seem like it needs to happen. Immigration is down... He's saying he, the way that he describes it is because not, of not buying this uh, human trafficking and drugs, which I think there is a viable argument to be made for that. I just don't know if it's well. I don't think I still don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to sway anyone because I think that most conservatives aren't on with the wall. I think the people who are on the Trump train want the wall. I think that all liberals are adamantly opposed to it as just because it's Trump's wall and they don't want it. So well, even if it, I, even if there is anything I, that could I'll possibly you, come positively from it, I still don't think it's going to happen just I'll because there's you, so much opposition. As far as speaking to how liberals feel about it, um, I think in some in some instances you're right. I think there's always going to be the extreme of both sides where like if I if I don't like this like picking teams right right like we've kind of gotten well, we saw this. the Republicans do for Obama it's got Obama's name on it don't want it don't want it don't anything right. about it so but but I would say to you that like. For me personally, um, I'm not opposed to the wall because Donald Trump wants it. I'm opposed to the wall because it is completely unnecessary. If Mexico is not going to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it either. Um, and Ted Cruz has a hell chapo. And <laughs> the thing, and here's here's uh, to me, here's the setup for why it, for how you can tell that it's probably not going to happen. The fact that Jeff Sessions has already come out and said that. Um, that Im- that illegal immigration is down seventy percent. Yeah, is a setup to why we don't need the wall. It is. It's a viable um, ex- reason to say, hey, we don't need it. The whole idea of right. it is to be a deterrent. I and also if it's already a deterrent by itself. I also don't buy that number. Um, no. No, I I think just like so, we gave Obama tons of credit, right? Like everybody did um, for 
Well, it, Democrats for, didn't because that's not something they like to talk right, about. Right, but for so. illegal immigration or for deportation, um, whenever it was talked, whenever it was talked about over the Obama years that you know we've got this huge immigration problem, like liberals always cited that uh, that Obama has deported more illegals than the last three or four or ten or whatever presidents combined. Well, here's the thing. We know that they were using a different metric than any other administration has ever used. You got a guy that's walking in from Mexico, walking through the desert, who gets to the wall, and a, a border guard stops him and tells him to turn around. They counted that <laughs> okay, as sir. a deportation. No, it's not. Yeah. You just got told to turn around. But you kind of go in so, through the border and they stop you. You know that they they check your I stuff. I would and I whatnot. would imagine that the seventy percent is something like that. It's right. something like we're using a metric that we've never used before. Just like Donald Trump had the biggest inauguration <laughs> crowd on the in the face of the planet the in all of history now i've like, actually got a immigration story now i don't know if it's if it's ever if it's changed how since long ago then. did you jump the wall this was, <laughs> but whenever we were um that was racist <laughs> blowing up that's right but whenever i was a kid and i went to mexico because my father has mexican uh, relatives that are down there then um we were going through the border and I remember it was me and my sister. We were in the back seat with a blanket over us for some stupid reason. With our heads popping out. They come up and they were like, you American? And they've got the guns and all that. And my dad, with his thick Mexican accent, was like, yes. And he goes, all right, go on through. So <laughs> hopefully we've gotten things a little bit better since then. But I can see how that might be an issue. I can right. see how there, there's things. But again, going back to Obama, like I said, it they had that new metric. So it made it look like... Um, you know, that he was doing a lot more than I right. think that they really were. And even now, according to the statistics, that Trump's done even more. So I don't see us needing the wall. I don't think it's going to happen. No. He's saying it will, no. so we'll see. I think that this me... probably, when it says in progress, <laughs> sh- it's probably not what it should say. It no. should probably say suspended indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, right. you know. Um, so let me ask you something, because I heard, I listened to <clears throat> all kinds of news. Um and I am a big follower of Brian Kilmeade's radio show. Um, I like him. I, I'm not a huge Fox guy, and I'm not a Fox and Friends guy, but I really do like Brian Kilmeade, at least on his on his radio show. So he brought up something um, last week uh, when I was on hiatus, and I want to bring it up to you. So Brian, Brian Kilmeade says, what if the wall was privately funded? Um, so this, this section of the wall was brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, right? You, you put, (laughs) it's just like a three mile billboard. Yeah. So does that work? I mean, if you think the wall's going to work, then it would work. I can't imagine. It's not like a prison system, which by the way, are privately funded. I brought this up earlier in the week with a couple of other friends and if they're hiring their own guards, that's a little shady. Well, but here's the thing. Who maintains it? Like, well, if, you would think that ICE would, or the people that are in charge of border security. Is, or as, I guess far ICE as, is, as far as, like, the wall, like, so let's say that we did. We privatized the wall, and Anheuser-Busch buys a section of it, and Stiefel Nicholas buys a section of it. All these companies that don't want me to associate them with the wall. Um, Nabisco <laughs> puts their, Starbucks. their stuff up. Right. <laughs> um, so no! let, let's just say that those companies... 
do that and and fund this wall then who maintains the like the actual wall itself not just the security around the wall who actually maintains well, like have to if be, the wall starts falling over yeah. who who would have to be under contracts um i would assume that they would try to get some sort of dual maintenance order so it's like we we are in charge of our section of the wall however we are subsidized so much 30 percent 20 percent something by the government mm. um that's how i think that that would have to go i'm no authority in it so i have no damn clue if that's the way it would go yeah i just when you i'm not up, against too that that seems like a better idea than having just reg you know the the regular government fund it i still don't think we need it i mean it might I don't think that anything bad would come of it, though. And that's kind of where I don't want to see the wall happen. I just don't think that it – I mean, liberals and Democrats act like if we get the wall built, people are all going to die or something. That's not the case. Like, I just – so no. I don't think that it would be a bad thing if they went that route. It we just don't want to pay me. for it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. So if we privatize we it. Then... We don't want to pay for something, especially something that is, as you say, unnecessary. We, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't see the necess- necessity in it. So that's my personal opinion on it, but you know, we'll we'll see. So going on to the next one, this is in progress. Uh, being re- uh, begin removing the more than two million criminal illegal immigrations and cancel visas to countries that won't take them back. So we've seen a lot of progress on this with ICE. We've seen them come in and do a lot of of arrests. They haven't actually canceled any visas though. Have I don't. They? I don't think they have. I haven't heard anything. Um, like I haven't that. heard anything about that. But we can definitely say that within the first hundred days, I think that they have they made good on that we've seen a lot of the them cracking down on the what they are claiming is the uh thanks for the like (laughs) (laughs) what we they're claiming is you know people with criminal backgrounds so i've seen that's some progress uh again i don't have any problem with that if depending on what it what it is you know if this just oh they forgot to pay their you know, parking ticket or something, and get them out. You know, then I think that that's that's something else. And we have heard of a couple stories where they they've taken people who didn't really have uh, criminal background; they were just illegal, right? And, and they were part of the crackdown suit. But that is and, the system. Yeah, and that's a fair argument. Um, that's a fair argument. But I don't know. Here's the thing that. I like to to remind Republicans this country doesn't run without illegal immigrants, and that is because your business owners set it up that, that way. Um, because guess what? You got this idea. Guess, that... guess what? I'm not gonna do. Cut grass. Not gonna do it. I, people because, will do that. White though. people won't do it. Yes, they um, will. Pfft, I okay. did that when I was growing up. Oh, You're not white. Your fucking name's Hernandez. Oh, oh, I said it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Lucky this isn't part of the. the <laughs> the thing we're doing oh man um so Any, but no there, there's this myth going around that somehow america will fail if illegal if there was no illegal immigration that's just not true do, do they take some jobs that we don't want yeah there is and there is some d- disparity with uh with the wages and a minimum wage and things like that not being a livable wage and we can have that arg- that argument we can have that discussion but this idea that if we deported all of the illegals suddenly the economy would collapse isn't true it just isn't. Maybe you so, st- you still have your pen pushers, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's that people you'd who have. will do it. It's just hope, like the thing is that most of the times it used to be kids that did that. Yeah, but here's now the they're thing getting too. pushed into colleges, so they don't do- get a job. Right, they don't get their but job like so later. let's take away those 12 million or however many people. Right, so now um, you you say there are people that will do it. Yeah, there are, yeah. but not for five dollars an hour, not for two dollars no. an hour. That's the system that those business owners have created. Well, we're all in agreement that that system needs to change. Absolutely, there is have to be something. So, so if it can, it's not going to collapse. 
Our, our country will not collapse. You're not. What I'm telling you, if though, people don't mow the is lawn. there are not going to be there are not going to be industries. Um, the industries that currently run on the backs of not paying their empl- employees fair, um, yeah. those aren't going to exist anymore because you're not going to get me. You're not going to pay me fifteen dollars an hour or twenty dollars no an hour, an hour like to. The thing that you got to also remember is a lot of people, these people do, they work pe- and they send the do, money out of the country. Okay, they send it to I get Mexico. That. But first so of all, that country. argument that people don't need $15 an hour, people want $15 an hour. So what, so what I'm telling you is if I'm going somewhere, that's what I'm getting. If I'm going somewhere, I'm getting $20 an hour or 25 or 30 or whatever my whatever my price is. That's what I'm going and and now generationally people will look at this differently. Um, I know people that will look at me and say, "Oh, that's a very millennial way of thinking." Like <laughs> I'm I'm owed this. No, I know what I know what type right. of work I do. I know what I'm worth. And so if there's a job that doesn't pay me that, I'm not looking at that job. Right. Well, so, so I'm not looking at this sometimes. Like we've uh, we've both have obviously taken jobs that were minimum wage. Like when we worked at right. Bath and Body Works and whatnot, we weren't making bank. Right. So we when, took those jobs because we needed them. Right. When we were when we were young, we wouldn't take them now. I, if, we, if we got fired, I make twenty dollars an hour, a little over twenty dollars an hour right now, which is great, and it helps me out doing a lot of the things that I want to do. But if I were to somehow get fired or the job was to be lost, something like that, I'd get another job. I wouldn't just be like, well, whatever. I'm not working again until I would get. Luckily, I work in a field where I can go to another. Like, right, and place. I guess I'm afforded that luxury too. Yeah. Is that I wouldn't like I wouldn't have to go to McDonald's. The thing I is, is find that, something else. Yeah, McDonald's is not supposed to be a, a full time job. No, it never was supposed to be. And when we try to change it to accommodate people who want to stay there life for the full term of their life. I think that that's not what that job is worth. So, but there right. obviously there is a huge income inequality, and that is an issue. Even though I'm a Republican and I don't believe in uh, redistribution, ethics, morals. Yeah, there was <laughs> there, there was. Um, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think it was important. I saw a really good article that kind of changed my opinion because I've always said that poverty is the best way to to look uh, into crime. If you see poverty mm-hmm. anywhere, there's poverty, there's crime, and this article told me that's not true. It actually has to do with relative poverty. So if you've got people where there are everyone seems to be poor, but they're all poor, there isn't any crime because there's no they're all do in the same boat. But when you see people who are super rich living with people who are super poor, then you see crime. Mm. And I thought that, that was that's something I didn't really think about before, and it kind of changed my opinion on it. So we're gonna have what to address just income inequality. With poor. <laughs> well, now I'm not the bad guy. Just <laughs> right. so, um, anyway, we got off on a bit of a tangent there, but we're talking about uh, the illegals and cracking down. I think that that's something we can say he did make make good on, whether we like it or not. That's something that he has been doing. That part of it. Um, yeah. So then, uh, let's see here. In progress, suspend immigration from terror-prone regions where vetting cannot be, uh, safely. Uh, occur. They write it in progress. I think that's basically done. I mean, they, he didn't do that. That was the travel ban. Yeah, and that's and not that's not happening. And I don't. Ca- you and I have debated it, this yeah. off off the air a thousand times. I don't think it's happening, even with Neil Gorsuch. So you, if can, it goes he, to the Supreme Court, I think that there's a fifty fifty chance it will. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm going to be one hundred percent clear on it. I don't necessarily agree with the travel ban. I just think that it is 100% legally within his power as the president to put that executive order. I think that if the courts are saying that he can't do it, they are simply playing politics. It is well within his power to do that. Mm. It has been done before. It, 
he has the authority to do it. So them saying, well, but you know what? This is what uh, Rudy Giuliani said. That's irrelevant. You have to look at the executive order. It is worded within his power confines. Only it's after, only after it was worded incorrectly. Though. Only after it was worded and, incorrectly. And so yeah. it's easy to say, um, it's, <laughs> look, I'm going to make a really, really reachy comparison Reach. right now. But... <laughs> It's easy for Hitler to say, you know what we should do? We should burn the Jews. And Actual then be like, oh, Hitler. shit, people are pissed about that? Um, <laughs> you know what we should do? We should send the Jews to my grandma's farm. He didn't exactly tell um, the people that they, were, that they were burning the Jews. Right. So, but, like, we, yes, we caught you that. saying the other thing first. We're going to probably stop the, 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 the farm trip. What did Sean Spicer call concentration camps? Sean Spicer. He called it something stupid, and I can't like, remember. The Holocaust that. didn't happen. He was called <laughs> it something really dumb. Um, but, yeah, regardless, like, <laughs> Like I said, so I think that that's just a... You know what's crazy no about Sean Spicer? Sean Spicer's been doing PR for like 20 years. Like, that job is... It, the, why would you take that job? Yeah. Why would you say for Donald Trump, who you knew was literally going to say... Every, like, you were going to have to walk around every stupid lie that this guy says. <laughs> like, my crowd is bigger than yours. Like, <laughs> dude, why... I, I give it to Sean Spicer, man. Like, you hand, you hand, tip, tip your hat to that guy for like even not killing himself. That job at is this impossible. Point. When Kerry was doing it for Obama and everything, and there was just you know they were sticking to their narratives that weren't true. It's an impossible job. So I, I don't like the daily briefings personally. I don't. I don't see them as necessary. I didn't see them as necessary when Obama was doing no, it. Not because, when they're burying you. Well, whenever you know Obama would do something and it was going to take three months to do it, and so. Kerry would come out and he'd have the same sound. It wasn't Kerry, it was Carney. Carney? Yeah. Well, there was another guy, wasn't it? David Kerry or something? No, I don't think so. There no. was, um, there was, there was a few of them, but there was Carney at least, was the most recent. I thought there was at least five during his whole, his whole eight year um, time there. But anyway, going on to the next one here. Um, in progress, all vetting of people coming into the U.S. will be considered extreme vetting <laughs> again i don't think they've really been able to do that so send me like tony hawk sits somewhere and it, it was like <laughs> who are you where are you from <laughs> can you ollie over this um <laughs> yeah all no. questions will be yeah so no so no that didn't happen that i mean here's the thing based on the terrorism problem that we don't have in the united states i would think it's fair to say we were already extremely vetting and <laughs> since the system probably didn't change in the last hundred days we're probably still right. extremely vetting well, you gotta keep, good you gotta keep that juxtaposed to what hillary clinton said that she wanted to do which was bring in thousands of immigrants and that that is on its face not right. extreme vetting he, she was just wanting to bring them here, in here's what's happened that here's what happens Germany. when you don't have a good argument you just bring up something that doesn't matter and isn't related. it absolutely matters because that was the other option does it you gotta remember it that. Is, yeah, but we're Everyone wants to forget about Hillary Clinton. And I understand we're a hundred days in. Sucks. We're a hundred days in. Worry about your guy and how you're going to make America great again. That's fine. I think he's well on his way. But regardless, like I said, you have to keep that in mind that this was the other. You option. know, Bob Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. Like, who gives a shit about Bob Dole? Sorry, I'm not bringing it up anymore. Well, people still do because you have to remember the other option. It's irrelevant. This it is, isn't. This is what Republicans not. do when they don't have an argument. No. And that's what Democrats do when they want to pretend that there was that. Oh, no, let's forget about everything that she ran on. No, that was the other option. She didn't win. No, she didn't. We're not talking about so her. So that's important. Right. So none of this stuff it, it has anything to do with Hillary Clinton. So, And I just pointed at all does. of you. You're all words on my screen. <laughs> so, um, 
So, next one. In progress. Cancel all federal funding to sanctuary cities. Not gonna happen. Uh, I think that there's an argument that it could happen. I know that the judge said that he was he would try to stop it if it if it came out. I personally don't don't like the idea of sanctuary cities. Um, I think that it's not um, gonna happen. It's not constitutional to cut a city's funding. And what the what the um, what the administration doesn't realize when they come out and they demean the justice system, which is the system of checks and balances that was written in that thing called the Constitution that they touted through mm-hmm. their campaign. Um, what they don't realize when they talk about how the, the justice system is overturning a, a law or that sanctuary cities aren't going to comply with the law, executive order is not a law. Um, Congress makes laws. The the president doesn't. The president can sign an executive order, but if you don't follow it, you're not breaking a law. Congress makes laws. So even still, I mean, you gotta, you still have to understand that they're breaking the law. Like we have immigration the, laws. If and it's if a law, if Congress will it, pass it. Just like uh, just like all the states with medical marijuana, technically they're still breaking did, the law. Did um, there's a federal law that, that that's illegal? Did states not take Obamacare funding? Yeah, they didn't. Okay, was that a law that they had, that they to, had take to take it? They had to take it? I don't think it was. No, because it was an executive order, right? I'd have to go in and look at exactly what it was, because I'm pretty sure that Obamacare was well, Obamacare. Well, Obamacare was a law, but as far as, like, wasn't there an executive? Ah, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. not. Yeah. I might be talking out of my ass on that one, <laughs> so that's fine. I'll admit that before we get too far in. Right. <laughs> um, I, was, I was like, oh, no. Nah, I'm just making shit up. Don't worry about it. But what... <laughs> What is the purpose of sanctuary cities? Why do, why would you like to see sanctuary cities exist? I don't want to see sanctuary cities exist. I don't want to see cities lose funding um, because to me it's a slippery slope. Because couldn't they do the same thing for medical marijuana states? You know, yeah, say like, hey, you're breaking the law, right? So yeah, no, that, that's a really good point, that. and that's so, obviously something I'm for. So that's my issue with it. It's not so much like. Do I support sanctuary cities? I don't know that there's a huge reason to support sanctuary <laughs> cities. I just don't think that cutting funding. I think cutting somewhere. funding to a city based on that hurts more than just those people making those decisions. Right. It hurts a lot of people, now, and I, I don't know somewhere. that cutting that funding is constitutional. And that's that's right. my hang up on that. Right, and I don't think so either. So you know, we'll have to see kind of where it goes with that, but. I, I saw uh, something somewhere, and I'll have to find it again to see, but I, I saw that where sanctuary cities are, the rate of crime is much higher than in other places. So I don't know. That was just Republican propaganda. It very well could be. We live in the age of fake news. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It could be. But You I, didn't it, see my eyebrow roll on the on iTunes, but there was one. So, <laughs> um, Do you think that that might be wrong? What fake news? Yes. No, not fake news. Uh, that well, obviously we have Facebook. Everyone knows that there's fake shit going around all the time. Yeah, but it just used to be called bullshit, and it wasn't cutely termed as oh, so dangerously. Cute. So cute, right? But yeah, do you think that that might be wrong? That there there's a higher increase of uh, crime in sanctuary cities? Yes, I think that you might do? be wrong. Yeah. Do you think it's wrong, or do you just think it might be? I think it's probably skewed um, to look That's that fair. way. That's um, definitely fair. Because um, whoever wrote that article has—that's what they're trying to everyone's present. Everyone's got a bias. So yeah, they're gonna—they're gonna, they're gonna <laughs> so do that. So I would say that I would like to see some really hard numbers on that before I. But to me, that sounds cooked. That right. sounds cooked like Obama's immigration numbers, and right. it sounds cooked like the seventy percent drop in illegal immigration. Right. Um. So the next one here doesn't have any any rating on it. It says establish a two year mandatory minimum federal prison sentence for illegally re entering the U.S. after a previous deportation. Um, 
five years in the case of a uh, felony conviction, two years misdemeanor, two years for prior deportations. We see that that's a big one that people are pushing because we hear that all the time where, you know, this guy comes in and he does something, he kills someone, and we find out he was deported like four times. And yeah. so I, I'm in favor of that. I think that if you've been deported, you come back in and you get caught with a crime. Well, you get caught with a crime, you get deported, you come back in, you get caught with another crime. Boom. I say hit him with the mandatory five-year. I don't, I don't see that being an issue. Depending on the crime. Well, that's what it says. There. Yeah. If it's a felony, like, it's five years. If it's misdemeanor, it's a two-year mi- uh, minimum. Depending on the misdemeanor. Yeah, if it's just driving. My dad used to defend a lot of people. Um, like, if it's if it's jaywalking, you yeah. know, because cops love to find brown people that are jaywalking. <laughs> and, cops um, like to find everyone. It is disproportionate. Uh, especially why don't you, white people talk? ever jaywalk? Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Um, right. So it is disproportionate to against black people, and I can prove that all day. There are a bunch yeah. of Republicans that don't believe. So come that. at me, Facebook. Yeah, I've got all. I've, I went through all of that a long time ago. But let's be honest: the cops are are just looking for everyone, and they are they are, you know, if, if a cop decides that they don't like you or it's time to make quota, they're gonna go after you. For right, regardless. but I'm gonna tell you right now that when they pull you and I over, you have your driver's license is gonna get looked at harder than mine. And you know what? Not simply as, not based as much on our last name. Since I got that that car, when I was driving the truck, constantly. Constant. Right, but and I, that's the thing that, that irritates me is that the when it comes to and we can do a whole segment on police brutality and the, my issues with with cops these days, but it seems like they're they're less about protecting and serving and more about taxing the poor. And yeah. if you've got a car. Uh, I used to know a chief of police, and he would, whenever I got that car, he said, why are you driving around that 20-hour car? And I was like, well, what's that? He was like, that's a car we can pull over, and we know we can keep you there for 20 hours. for no, re- and We're going to find something. And that's what they do. They get these, these people who are poor. They can't fix their cars, and then they hit them with more taxes. Right. And it doesn't – well, fines. You know, I'm calling it taxes, but you know what I'm saying. But it's a perpetual cycle then. And it so keeps then, them in poverty. So then you can't pay off that fine. No, you can't. So then you go to jail, and then when you get out of jail, you get – freaking pulled over again and fined again and you can't pay it it's a way to keep people poor and and it's not and it's a way to keep people going in and out of privatized jail systems it is yeah Um, a big issue i don't want to get off on that tangent yet we can do a segment on that at some point but yeah i've got my issues there being on the receiving end because of my last name and and the vehicle i was and because of my beard (laughs) telling me i look like a muslim are you kidding me (laughs) and even if i did Mm. <laughs> mm. So, in progress, reform visa rules to increase uh, penalties for overstaying and ensure jobs are offered to American workers first. That kind of sounds to me like E-Verify, which um, got Mitt Romney in a lot of trouble. And then everyone after that election cycle was like, yeah, let's do E-Verify. I think E-Verify sounds like a good plan. It sounds like it would work. You got it. It's like a social security number. You got to re- register. And if you don't aren't registered with E-Verify, you're not a citizen. And it's You can't be hired. Every single person who hires has to go through verify. I don't see how that's an issue. Yeah, see, I, for me, it's it's not. Like, look, the fact of the matter is we need a reform to our immigration system. If right. for nothing else, just to get this bitching between the two sides to stop. Because well, it's they a, agree. It's what's, a, what's irritating is that whoever's in power says, like when Bill Clinton said it, you know, he said the exact same things that the Republicans are saying, but because there was an, an issue and they needed to fix it. Right. And it, I'm sure Republicans railed against him because that's just what people do in politics. And then Obama said the same thing, and then, you know, it, George Bush said the same thing, and now Trump's saying it, and he's evil. I mean, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. I don't know. To me, immigration reform is fine. Wall is stupid. Um, I think it's unnecessary, but I, I really don't care if it's there or not. I, I just don't. I, here's the thing. 
find somebody not named the American citizen to pay for it and yeah. then build it. But but when you do, just know that I'm going to be laughing at you because you're a jackass <laughs> for building that wall. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not paying dumb. for it. So but it's jobs. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's jobs for like a month. Like it, it's jobs for. Let's just be clear about that because I, I got <coughs> I got an issue with all that. Every time they talk about building pipelines and stuff, they're like, oh, it's just temporary jobs. Every construction job is temporary, and at some point. You finish the construction. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get a little irritated when people are like, well, it's just... But if that was the big infrastructure plan, because literally well, not. nothing has been Sanders introduced been big... on infrastructure yet. Well, and... they're going to, and I think that that's one thing that we can work together on, because Bernie Sanders had a, a pretty good plan when it came to infrastructure, and that's something we have to do. Like, it's some, it doesn't matter who it is, and every year that we wait, it just takes longer and longer and longer. And the situation gets more and more dire. So we, we need to do that. And I think that once he introduces that, you're going to see bipartisan support for it. Maybe. We'll see. All right, last I don't one. Think the Democrat, um, I think the Democrats are kind of – unfortunately, I think the Democrats are where the Republicans were during the Obama administration, which they're, they're kind of using this attitude where it's like, well, the government's yours, so do it. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, do, not we're, we're not going to help you. You're in charge. Go ahead and do it. The issue is um, that whenever the Republicans were doing it, it was just the teabaggers, which was the Republicans were broken off into about four different sects, mm -hmm. the establishment and, and all those guys. Yeah. Now it seems like the Democrats are almost universally which just is Unfortunate. And let party. me look straight into the heart of the Democratic Party right now. Um, and straight into that heart, too. <laughs> I got multiple cameras in here. Right. Um, Democratic Party, come back home, man. Like Your authority I, has spoken. I don't have a party anymore because I got all these crazy left nuts that literally, like have nothing better to do than to just protest every 13 hours every single thing and tell me Hashtag what, resist. and tell me what I can and can't say president. and tell me what is is and isn't in is is and isn't appropriate and like dude i'm not worried about whether you identify with sensitivity or not what i'm worried about <laughs> is like let's fix this country but i've got i've got republicans who are still broken up into two sects only right. they're different now it's like the tr weird trump alt-right guys and the um and then the establishment Republicans. And then I've got on the left just a bunch of Elizabeth Warrens running around. <laughs> and like, sorry, I'm not on the Elizabeth Warren train. Right. So, like, I'm trying to find well, my party, and my party is dead. And you so, remember when, what I said back when I, I said if Hillary Clinton's going to win, I hope they sweep Congress also because one party just needs to be in power to get things done. Because right now we're yep. in a state where everyone, the other side is just going to oppose everything. And that's you not helpful. You did say that. I didn't agree with you, but you I did still, say that. I just think that one. We need to get something done, and if it takes one extreme or the other extreme to get, let's try someone's vision. It just so happened it was the Republicans. Let's give it a go. Let's try it out. Mm. But let's let's figure this out for um, the last one here on immigration. It says establishing new screening procedures for immigration to assure that those who are admitted to the country support our people and our values. <laughs> uh, what I don't know how you do that. But, yeah. but the it says it's in progress, so I guess. I mean, right. I think that you should, you know, if you ever, if you want to come into the country, you probably shouldn't have Death to America written all over your social media. Right. But I'm sure that, that's fair. I'm sure that, you know, that they, they check for that. So now let's move into trade. <coughs> so here's the other. TPP. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Hey, that was no good. So it, this is left blank yeah, here. Yeah, but no, let's address my point real quick, which is the fact that most people don't know what they don't like about it. Most right. people heard Donald Trump 
on the right well, they say... Well, heard Bernie Sanders say the same thing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. They heard Donald Trump on the right say, TPP is so bad. And then they heard Bernie Sanders on the left going, we're doomed! Every... <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what... Hillary Clinton was a big supporter of it at first, and then she I had to follow this shit on a daily basis, <laughs> and I don't know what TPP is. Well, obviously, we're not going to know <laughs> everything it does. We know that it's in the Asian, uh, you know, it's in the Asian area, and it has to do with a lot of different countries and a lot of different trade deals. The issue is that universally, people from Bernie Sanders to the Republican side said that we're on the, the losing side of this deal, that it opens up a lot of trading routes, but it doesn't really help us. It just brings in more uh, imports for us, but we're not exporting. Mm. And that's not really going to help us. That's just going to help them. So it needs to be renegotiated, all of that. He withdrew from it. That is 100% implemented. He, it is done. Right. We're gone from that. NAFTA is another another issue. Now, he said he was going to withdraw from, from <laughs> yeah. NAFTA. Back and forth a little bit on that. Well, one. it's always been renegotiate or withdraw. He said he was going to withdraw, and then he said that Mexico and Canada both called him up and said, "Let's." Which they didn't. Are like, you sure let, about that? Yeah. Who Is that ma- something you're gonna make a claim on? I will make a bet on that. That who called who? It wasn't. It wasn't China and Mexico. China I'm, and Mexico ain't making that bleeping call. So, <laughs> um, to so. me, I do not in any way, shape, or form doubt that whenever Donald Trump says, I'm withdrawing from NAFTA, that Mexico and – I mean, that's kind of what they do, right? They talk to each other. Yeah, and they, I, I, w- I see that's completely I would plausible. Bet, here, that here's what it. I would bet. Mike Pence secretly got on the phone behind him and was like, look, guys, I'm talking to him. I'm working on it. I know. I know. I'm trying to not right. – um, so so whatever. We'll um, see what happens with that. I think universally people say that NAFTA has not been fair to us. So I think that, you know, and we we recently kind of flexed our muscle a little bit when it comes to Canada with the softwood, which I thought that was <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> but, what about the hardwood? <laughs> but, but, so, you know, we're, we're flexing a little bit of muscle. We're going to try to renegotiate things to see how it goes. So I think that renegotiating can't be a bad thing. I mean, why not renegotiate the deal and try to get a better deal? As long as you get a better deal. As long as you get a better deal, yeah. So, so and then... Um, what about uh, currency manipulating China? See, this uh, where do we stand on that now? I love this one. We're going to have a fun time <laughs> with this one. So it says, failed. Label China as a currency manipulator. First of all, la- like, How? How do you label them? Like, are you, is there a book somewhere with a bunch of countries in it, and you're like currency <laughs> manipulator? <laughs> right, right. Because um, let's be clear, he's called China a currency manipulator tons of times. Not as president. Not as um. Not as president. I'm not sure about that one. I have to double check and, not and as go president. through everything. But he's called it a, a, a ton of times. To me, when it comes to because I saw a bunch of liberals that were all jumping up and down for joy and saying, oh, it's another thing that he failed on because he he didn't call them a currency manipulator and all of that. But when we look at it, so he he had a meeting with the president of China. And in that, he said they made a deal. And then he said, all right, you're going to help us with the North Korean situation, which obviously needs to happen. That's something that is a big deal and it's going to have to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. So in return... I'm not going to label you a currency manipulator. And to me, that's a good trade-off. And I think that it is incredibly petty for liberals and Democrats to sit there and just be like, oh, well, look, he he didn't do what he said he was going to do. That's a good deal. Take the good trade-off. We need to handle North Korea. And if all it takes is just not labeling China a currency manipulator, Mm. what is the issue? 
the issue that i mean to me personally there's not one what the person the people you have to worry about there being an issue with is the people that voted for him right because guys <laughs> oh, like they're, they're guys like board. me yeah, got like a 90%. you're on board no I'd you're like, on board but keep in mind well, when the wall doesn't get built and obamacare doesn't get repealed and the china isn't a currency manipulator and we didn't renegotiate nafta that's when people in your base We'll start to feel burned by the guy who said, you're getting burned, at least, just vote for me. At least right now, we saw that uh, they did a poll there, and they said who is, you know, the approval ratings and all of that. And he's got a 90% approval rating between people that voted for him. He's mm-hmm. got a 40%, somewhere around 40 to 45% on independence. He's got 13, 8%. He's got 1,300 days left of this, of this term. So... Right. Um, so there's plenty of time for people to feel burned. Right. Um, but let, let's just be clear. Those are the people that you guys are saying are the ones who are going to be upset by this. And clearly they're not. Right. And when Democrats actually show up to vote next time, um, maybe we don't have to have this conversation in four years. They showed up to vote. Democrats showed up to vote. It was the minority no. groups didn't show up to vote because you picked a 70-year-old white woman who was – I was clearly corrupt and couldn't identify with anybody. Right. So Democrats didn't show up to vote. Well, yeah, but they don't necessarily <laughs> right. have to be the no. Democratic Party. The only reason why it looked so much worse is because they showed up when they normally don't for Obama. Yeah. And so it made it look like, well, those are the crazy. But that was not normal. That was for Obama. So um. in progress, identify and end foreign trading abuses. We know he's doing that, and I think that's a good thing that we want to see um, go away, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, whatever. Um, I don't have much on that. No, like, I mean, I, I, there, I, there's not much you can say on it. No, it's not checked off. It doesn't look like it's in progress. It does, they haven't really said too much. Like, Well, yeah, because that's something that's not going to be like, all right, we finished. We're done now. Right. right. <laughs> it's going to take a little so, while to do it. So, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Let's take a quick five-minute break, and then we'll come back, and we'll touch on energy and climate. All right. All right, back at it. So let's move on real quickly just to energy and climate. Uh, let's see here. Lift restrictions on $50 trillion worth of American energy reserves, including shale, oil, na- natural gas, and clean coal. Obviously, you know that he's doing that. Uh, Republicans are always going to be for, you know, oil production, all of that. Horse and buggy, you know, all those, yeah, yeah, all yeah. those you know, old Only the things. things that we all use every day consistently. Yeah, well, who needs that? Right. No, um... Mitch obviously didn't understand my Arnold Schwarzenegger reference. I didn't. <laughs> um, so, so maybe I'll I'll get that into the show. I won't. So don't look for that. <laughs> I might put that in the comments, but that's right. not going to be a soundbite. So, uh, so where do, where do you fall on that whole oil, natural gas, coal, all of that? Are you going to join the other liberals and Democrats? And I think say we you should. Hate just, it? I think we should just put all our money into Solyndra. <laughs> what could go what wrong, could go wrong? Um, you know, regardless the chinese run that market and can do it at 35 times less the, the chinese cost. run every market so that's a they invested heavily point. in solar energy and they are they run that they can produce the photovoltaic cells at a 30 you know 35 
percent less you know what i mean it's just so much cheaper to produce it in china they can sell it at five times less the cost and That's still make a true profit of they, everything no it's not though it's, yeah it is i can buy an nhl jersey right now for 23 dollars from great. the chinese factory like but the uh, ones who the countries that run the world in oil production and natural gas is russia and america and we're on top of that so china isn't beating us in that but they own the photovoltaic market and it, it's in my opinion it is un it's unwise to invest in American photovoltaic cells because they're not going to be able to compete on the global market. I don't market. mind in the investment into um, cool buying shale, it. shale, oil, natural gas, and clean coal. Here's here's where I have an issue. Investment and deregulation shouldn't go hand in hand. So as long as you're not deregulating those industries, then it depends on the regulation. I don't have I don't have so much of an issue with that investment, but. If we're looking for deregulation, like the in the way that the housing market was deregulated by the last Republican Ooh, administration, yeah. then we're going to have an issue in the future, and that is markets, not a good though. thing. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And I, I'm not for polluting the environment. I just also know that any type of uh, global thing that we're trying to do, where we regulate ourselves, is offput by China's production. So, in other words, we're hurting our own economy in order to make ourselves feel good, but it has zero impact on the global, uh, or not economy, global environment because of China. Well, if they weren't manipulating that currency over there. Oh, no, wait, we can't say that. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Not if we went North Korea taken care of. So, and then the other thing that he implemented is lifting the roadblocks for energy infrastructure projects like the Keystone Pipeline and, um, what do you call it, North Dakota uh, Pipeline. We saw he already did that. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that that's bad at all. Build those babies with Russian steel. Um. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how, where what steel they end up using. Uh, but that's basically all that he promised there on the um, energy front and all of that, which I think is good. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is I know that liberals and Democrats like to pretend that they're all for clean energy and all that as they use their TVs to Netflix or to binge Netflix, which uses all of these things until our economy doesn't run on these energy sources, then I, I would be okay with rolling back on them. Well, you but they start do somewhere, right? Yeah. Let's just hurt our entire structure because we'd want to start somewhere. No, it needs to make sense. We need to have, isn't access. that kind of our, well, like that, I don't know. If that's a fair point. Let's hurt our entire system so we can start something else. Isn't that what, like half of the things that Donald Trump has proposed to do like, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm asking you, it doesn't half of what he no. will go into his economic, uh, the economic bills and everything that he's putting forward. I think they help out quite a bit. Um, and I've seen a lot of articles where people are like, I'm a Democrat. I am for these measures. Because I seem to remember us having conversations about how it's going to hurt at first. But is that, and I don't remember what we were exactly talking about. But, mm -hmm. of course, things are going to hurt when you start changing the way you're doing yeah, it depends, on, it depends on what it is. I think that getting more natural gas production, getting more oil production, all that is a good thing. Uh, simply because that's what we use. And low prices are, are good for everyone all the way around. Um, less overhead for businesses and things like that. Until we can switch to something else like solar. And everyone likes to go crazy about solar. It's not on par yet. You, have to, you need to wait. And then they're going to increase things and it's going to be cheaper. And if it does, we're still going to have to buy it from China because right. 
that's the way it goes. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not though. against clean energy. I'm not or against it either, unless it looks like a Prius. Like, why <laughs> does the why do why does the clean energy stuff have to look like crap? Like, that's all I'm saying. I nothing against you, Toyota. I'm sure the Prius is a great car. It looks like shit, and you should change its design. There you that's go. All I'm saying you heard it. So you heard it here first. You didn't hear it. You did not hear it here. First, I guarantee you, somebody else has shit on the Prius. Right. <laughs> um, so moving on to the federal government. Proposed a constitutional amendment that imposes term limits to all of Congress. He can't do that. He can't do that. <laughs> so, so that's a good, that's a good so thing to So it's not going to happen yeah, because well, they're not going to be, oh, wait, you want us to uh, not have jobs for so long? Right. Yeah, let me get right on that. Good no. luck. Good luck with that one. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So Failed. A high, uh, hiring freeze for all federal employees except for the military and blah, blah, blah. So he said that was something they were going to do to try to curb um, Didn't do the, it. the government. And, of course, it failed because, lo and behold, when you become head of the government, you tend to like the government. Right. <laughs> and so he's not going to be doing that. That's a, that just didn't happen. Uh, let's see. Require that for every new federal regulation, two existing ones will be dropped. He's still touting that. We'll see if it happens. Which we've, which you and I have discussed off away from the microphones. But let's talk for just a second about how what the process of that is. So, whenever you, whenever you change regulations or you drop regulations, mm-hmm. it has to go through a, con- a congressional process. That congressional process takes about a year per regulation. So now, has he introduced a bunch of regulations to be cut? Yes. Have they been? No. Will they be? We will see. We don't know. Don't so, know. like, he can say that he's doing it. Chances are, my guess, less regulations will be cut than what he would like to yeah. have happen. That's just, just usually um, the way that it goes. You right. say you want this to be done, and only half of it ends up being done. Right. Again, there's a lot of dumb regulations out there. And sure. So I'm fine with it. There's one regulation on small businesses that say that your mirror has to be at least three feet off of the ground. And people are getting sued for thousands of dollars because they have people who, uh, as lawyers, are professional. They know the Dodd-Frank bill. They know all of these stupid regulations. And they go in and they send people in to check it out. And then they extort, basically, these small businesses. (laughs) I am so fine with seeing some of these stupid regulations go. And that's a lot of things that, that, especially when you talk to Democrats and liberals, they tend to just like regulations. They tend to say, we like these because it means it's regulating this It's for someone's benefit, not necessarily. So it is perfectly fine with me to go through these and get rid of the ones that don't Again, make any sense. Again, it depends on what it is. It if, does. It, if it doesn't make sense, then I'm fine with it. If, if we're talking about deregulating the housing market, I have an issue. Well, yeah, then that's... I, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen what happens there. So, right. Um, well, that's not good. Um so let's see a five-year ban on the white house and congressional officials becoming lobbyists that's not um, gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen Absolutely he did do not. the lifetime ban on white house officials lobbying on behalf of a foreign government so that is officially <laughs> on the books that looking at you mike flynn um <laughs> so he's a criminal it looks like he is it looks like he is so, and in his own words he is all right we'll so, get we'll get into that here in just a little while right uh these aren't on, on there, um, let's see, blah, 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 blah. He said, cancel every unconstitutional executive action memorandum and issue issued Ex- by President Obama. <laughs> right. He didn't say issued by myself. So, <laughs> um, right. And again, like when it came to Obama, we saw that where they were, where they were all like, up in arms and saying, it's like, stop, stop funding to Los Angeles. You can just cancel that one off. And, <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah. But I don't know enough about because obviously we, being from the Obama era, we remember whenever he was 
Republicans were up in arms on saying he can't constitutionally do this. He's exceeding his powers. But they never stopped him. So I'm assuming that he was well within his powers. They probably just didn't like it. Mm, kind of right. like the thing with the travel ban and whatnot. That's within his powers. Now they did stop it, but they just don't like it. Right. So implemented. Begin the process of selecting a replacement for Justice Scalia. Obviously, Obviously that happened. That, that passed. Done. They tried to stop it. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear sun. It, they didn't even get to that. Nu- like they did. They pulled the nuclear option though. Like early in my opinion like i don't know that it was gonna get shut down it, i think it was i mean it um, was they they needed to have eight uh democrats to go to their side and i think they had two no. and and chuck schumer and damn uh, you mccaskill yeah chuck schumer mccaskill um and what's his name we're doomed bernie sanders <laughs> he came out and was like i cannot support this it is against everything that i stand for so, like, it wasn't going to happen. They had to go nuclear or we just weren't going to have a judge. Much like for a year, whenever Obama was uh, in office, we just didn't have a judge because... It's going to be great, though, is when... They should have uh, gone nuclear. The, could they have? Could the Democrats have gone nuclear? I don't honestly then? know they if they they probably should have. But they probably should have. <laughs> you know, um, we're in that era where it's just time to go. But what I will say, and I said it earlier in the show, I like, I'm kind of glad that Gorsuch got it because when the travel ban fails in the future... Um. Then, it, <laughs> then Republicans can shut the hell up if about the it. Travel ban fails finally. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll, and they won't. But we'll see. No, they won't. Economic policy. We're going to skip because obviously the bills have not been introduced and there hasn't been enough. Uh, no. And we're going to do a whole segment on that when it happens yes. because that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, education is another one that we. Uh, he said that he wanted to allow school choice in Common Core and make uh, colleges more affordable. They haven't done anything on that yet. Well, the bills haven't been introduced. I know they said they're working on them. So we'll see. That's something. Basically, that- I mean, at the end, if you look at if you look at that, those three sections we just talked about: economic policy, education. Like, no major legislation has been introduced right by this Republican government in the last 100 days. Right. Um, no, yeah, a lot that they're doing. Unfortunately, they spent very unwisely. They spent too much damn effort on that horrible uh, health care bill, which now and they're going to reintroduce this week again. I heard that they weren't going to do that. That they said they were thinking about it, and then that was part of the whole uh, debt ceiling, where Democrat and they had to cave on it. That Democrats were saying we will not vote for this new budget if, or for the to raise the debt ceiling if you try to introduce another health care bill. I don't think so. I I didn't know That's that. I, I know that the Democrats were not going to vote on the budget if the wall, the wall funding yeah, wasn't was one, there, and they had to pull that out too. Which right. is why it looks like they're probably not going to... That wall's not going anywhere. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Healthcare, I mean, f- <laughs> here's the thing. We've talked about healthcare multiple times. Um, you guys had seven years to figure this out. What's going on? <laughs> well, they didn't figure it out. You had people like Ted Cruz honing his green eggs and ham skills and right. instead of actually trying to make a bill. And then you had Paul Ryan, who was an idiot, who was just like, trust me, this is good, completely ignoring people, saying, we don't like this, it's not going to pass. What an idiot, man. And I like Paul Ryan, but holy crap. I liked Paul Ryan, too, although I do think you said it earlier um, in an earlier episode about – I just think that those speakerships are toxic, and I do yeah. think that they are. I think that once you become, well, you don't because, see Chuck Schumer I mean, anymore, right? Like Chuck <laughs> Schumer, Chuck Schumer was respected by both sides before 
he tried took, to go too hard, and then yeah. it wasn't working, and people didn't like it. So no more Chucky e. Schumer. I mean, right. he's still there, obviously. He's in that position. You just don't hear from him because right. every time he's crying or putting his foot in his mouth and eating Russian bagels. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate the bagel. Bagel. Right. Bagel gate. So this is the last bit here is on safety. Uh, create a task force for violent crime. He did do that. Um, increase funding for programs. You can tell train. violent criminals by the color of their skin. <laughs> the police think so. Uh, increase resources for federal law enforcement agencies. I know he's trying to do that. It'll be part of the budget. Increase the uh, eliminate the defense sequester and expand military investment, which I think is a great thing. That'll be a part of the budget as well. Uh, and protect our infrastructure from cyber attack. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to protect from cyber attack, especially attacks. when like... you're working with Russian hackers. <laughs> Hacker uh... man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying a lot of this stuff we're just gonna have to wait on. Like, and, and the, the like, well, thing... I would do it, but it would really hurt co- cousin <laughs> cousin Ivan over there. So, right, right, right. Um... Brandon 2017, Russia. <laughs> but <laughs> right, <laughs> we'll see. But so most of this stuff he wasn't able to do because it just a lot of the stuff you have to just wait on Congress and they they spent too much time dicking around with the damn health care bill and they obviously didn't get that passed so they put too much too many eggs in the health care basket um, and you see where it goes so I guess now that we're done going through his promises we can kind of touch on a few of the other things basically I do not think that the first hundred days is a good judgment of any president. Regardless, just like I don't think that uh, every time you hear Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, any of these other or Marine Le Pen saying on day one, I'm going to no, you're not. No, you're not going to do any of that. In the first hundred days, <laughs> on I'm day do one, this, 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 on no, day you're one, you're going to move into a new house. You're going to go out <laughs> to dinner with a bunch of freaking swampy people. Um and that's what you're going to do. Don't tell me you're going to do anything else on day one. You might right. tweet a few times, but that's that's about it. Right. Um, so I think he's got a lot of things started, like every president does. They start their agenda. I think he tried to cram his 100-day promises into four days last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did go on, on nuclear mode. Yeah, he did. Um, um, now, they have I think, passed a I think lot there of bills. Are things, so we've talked about his plan, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the other things that he accomplished that you don't want to talk about. He... He has had more people in the streets protesting than any other president in recent memory. So um, he is not a popular. Be... He's not a popular president. People don't like him. Our politics are more divided than they were when he showed up. Um, so you could have said the exact same thing when Obama took office. They would have said, "Oh my God, he has a record number of, of protesters against him." Right. You could have said Republicans don't like black presidents. Well, that's um, what they did say because they were just conflating those issues yeah. and saying, "Oh, well, it's racist." But now, whenever it's against the orange president, it's they suddenly don't like not racist. We don't like Oompa in this country. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't think that um, that's anything. I mean, obviously, we lived in a divi- This was a divisive election. You're gonna have people protesting about it so to say oh he's a failed president because people protested you, what? you didn't have hundreds of thousands of people no, in the didn't. street you had like 12 tea partiers I, hanging I'm, out at the mall in dc you didn't yeah. have lo- everyone in los angeles in the streets so, um, and of course so breaking news democrats don't like republicans no, what? no, it's <laughs> not no it's not like that people weren't in the streets for george bush democrats don't like no, trump they yeah, well, we have a, a protest era. I mean, this is the first time that millennials are really getting into the political process. Obviously, they were involved with uh, Barack Obama. I don't know Obama. that I blame millennials for this. I'm not this. blaming millennials. I'm saying that they're they're more inclined to do uh, protests and things like that. To me, that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot if of white-haired gonna... millennials out there. Yeah. 
People are going to be protesting. Not those gray-haired millennials, which we all know that's fake. You're 21. Stop. <laughs> Stop doing that. That's I dumb. I like that, by the way, so keep doing that. that that's cool. That's cool on my book. just wants to date Silver Streak over here. Like, I'm not... I'm not buying. Is that a don't is judge that a, me? Is that a person? Is that a comic person? Comic person. Silver, Silver streak. streak. I don't <laughs> just, know. Maybe just making shit up. <laughs> um, but to me, that's not it, to, to list that as a failure. Doesn't make any sense to me. You're always going to have people protesting uh, on the other side. Is it record number of protests? Yeah, and he does have a record uh, disapproval rating. Yeah, that that's definitely that that is true. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a, okay. Impeach him. He's a failed president. Because I don't. don't I didn't him. say impeach him. Impeach him if some shit well, comes if you're up. Chuck Schumer, you would be saying that. I'm not. Chucky Schumer, and that's why I don't have a party. Um, so now, if there is a reason to impeach him, impeach him. I think that you're logical enough to say that as well. Yeah, um, for every president. If there's a reason to impeach them, you should probably impeach right. them. Right. I don't know that there is yet, but I also know that this investigation Russia. that the FBI is doing won't be done for two or three years. So yeah, we'll see. Um, so, so what else are you, are you claiming um, in the first hundred days? You what? said you had a list of failures. The, no, what, I mean his. I think his unpopularity is a failure. Um, I think. That, I think. If, trust me, if Hillary Clinton was president, you would see just as many people that didn't like her, and so. probably just as many violent protests. Although the right, uh, probably. although the right doesn't usually right like left. to admit that. Well, you got to remember also because the they're too was, busy working. Yeah, to the be left out in was the, the party that came out and said whenever. Whenever, um, you know, if Trump won, we wouldn't be protesting. We wouldn't be in the streets. So Republicans need to say that, too. Of right. course, that didn't happen. Right. So both sides were going to do that. Both yeah. sides. This was a divisive year. It was. Both sides were going to be doing this. These these types of protests. I think the I think not getting Obamacare repealed is a big failure of theirs. Um, yeah. And not, well, I was, don't think that necessarily falls on Donald Trump. Um, I think that it falls Paul Ryan on the guys Republicans, to be period. Yeah. Um, you guys had a long, long now, time to figure this, this, this out. Next version, they said the Freedom Caucus is on board for. So apparently, it looks like whatever the next step is, they couldn't. They're not going to be able to introduce it until after they raise the debt ceiling. But once they do, it looks like it probably has enough votes to pass. Right. I don't. But again, we've gone at length on the healthcare system and what I think needs to happen. I still think it's a bad. It's bad. You have to get young, healthy people to buy into the system. This does not do that. Therefore, it will not work. Right. Just like with Agreed. Obamacare, whenever they took all uh, seven million of the poorest people in America and threw them into a failing system that doesn't fix it, you know, obviously that's not gonna that's not gonna fix the problem. I think that not having a major piece of legislation is a failure too. I think not not the president himself hasn't introduced a budget to Congress. That's an issue. I thought he did. No, I don't believe they did. They've got the outline of a budget. I think they, they're working on the details. Congress they, has an outline of a budget. Yeah. The president hasn't made a proposal yet. Uh, I'll have to double check on that because I thought that if he, he had. If he did, it was in something. like the four days of nuclear mode <laughs> a couple of days ago. Um, right. Because, the, because at the start of last week, while I was heavily sedated on painkillers and bleeding all well, over the place. We can't trust you then, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he, he, there was not one, and that was something thing that i that i noticed and i wrote down mm -hmm. that like he that he has not introduced now at that time i also wrote down that he had not introduced the tax plan yet and yeah. obviously he did in the last couple of days right um, well I mean, we also kind of keep or, in mind well they started talking about it i don't know that they haven't introduced i don't think anything. they've introduced anything yet and gotcha. it, like i said and the main reason for that and why we haven't seen a lot of this big legislation is the debt ceiling you've right. got to get past the debt ceiling we have to vote for it now democrats well, as voted long to as we wait just, another week <laughs> yeah right like, oh, that's what i was gonna help. say like well as long as we kick it down seven days we should be we should be fine this is the right. same damn thing that congress did during obama's administration which was oh well does it if we kick it 
if we kick the can seven days, does it at least get us past the hundred day mark? Oh, okay. Well, right. then right, let's, let's just kick it. We'll punt it. Like, right? Can you guys fix something? Can you go to work and could you do something to your damn job? Right. Um, yeah, I think that you, we've seen a, a few things here that that I I liked in the first hundred days, which one was. Um, getting a few of these meetings with these presidents and getting a few things, getting the ball rolling with some of them. And um, I like that. I like his seeing him meet with China, getting them on board and the rest of the world on board with dealing with North Korea. Uh, I like that he, I liked the thing that they did with Syria whenever the, the chemical weapons were used. I liked his response to that. I liked um, them helping out that Egyptian woman who was in yeah, prison. That, that was, was good. That was really good. I'll give you that. Um, there was a, a few other things that I, I really liked. Um, that he was doing. Oh, that should have made a list, but the um talking about um the drug rehab facilitations. Yep, that uh, was a big one. Yeah, that that was a really good one. Um, so you know that I don't know. It, there are things that he has done that is good. Oh, so let's let's wrap this up real quick because we're gonna we're gonna take another yeah, quick, quick little break now we're here <laughs> right we'll take a quick little break um in just a second and then we'll come back and finish up trump's hundred days As you may know, there's another big gathering taking place tonight in Washington, D.C. Did you hear about it? A large group of Hollywood actors and Washington media are consoling each other in a hotel ballroom in our nation's capital right now. They are gathered together for the White House Correspondents' Dinner without the President. And I could not possibly be more thrilled than to be more than 100 miles away from Washington Swamp Spending my evening with all of you. My favorite entertainment channel is in the building tonight. CNN is here, baby. Now, you guys got some really weird trust issues going on with the public. I'm not going to call you fake news, but everything isn't breaking news. You can't go to DEF CON 1 just because Sanjay Gupta found a new moisturizer. Every time a story breaks, you guys go to nine screens, nine boxes on the screen. I'm trying to watch the news, not pick a player in Street Fighter. It's giving me anxiety. If you have nine experts on a panel, what is your barrier of entry? All right, so obviously the correspondence dinner and Trump's counter-programming happened last night. The, the idiot and the lynch mob, as I call it. Ha, 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 ha. 
you know, so so that's what that's what happened last night. I, I neither one of us watched a ton of of either one of them. I did not them. watch the correspondence dinner. Um, I didn't. I watched highlights of it. Um, here's what I'll say about both pieces of programming. They both sucked. Um, <laughs> Trump's speech was a rally speech that wasn't right. that wasn't necessary whatsoever, other than to call attention away from the things he doesn't want to talk about. That's where we um, disagree. And that that's I mean it was a counter programming attempt, right? I'm going to be on right, TV I understand at the why, same time. I understand why he's doing it, and I think it's actually pretty effective. Go go on. You on? Okay. So basically, I think that you're going to keep seeing him do this. I mean, we saw that right after uh, the election, where they're like, "Why is he having rallies?" Because we do have to admit that the mainstream media doesn't like Trump. That's not a secret. And they are not going to show you good things. They are much more inclined to show you negative uh, things about him than good things about him. So what he does is he takes that and he feeds it against the people who don't already distrust the media. And the media trusts it at an all-time low. So people are already seeing this bias in it. And now he has a chance to go out, have a rally in these key states like Pennsylvania, and he bolsters up his fans and he gets to talk about his accomplishments. Right, but all so you he... didn't grab that clip of him saying what he did right. right. You got the clip of him just talking about the correspondence but dinner. But what he, what he does is, so all of a sudden, now that Obama's not president anymore, we're supposed to just believe what the president says. That That's no, what, that's what, what you Mitch can, would tell no, you. Can take it, um, oh, really? You can take it at face value, of course, and, and do it for yourself. But if you're believing everything the mainstream media is saying, then I don't know what you're you're not paying attention no you shouldn't believe they've got a bias but also too Fox is the most mainstream of all of the mainstreams and they have a bias too but when you say mainstream media and when you (laughs) say mainstream media you're talking about CNN you're talking about MSNBC you're talking about liberal media let's not Not let's not conflate the fact that the republic the conservative option out there is the most viewed network they are the mainstream media yeah they're Um, all part of the mainstream media Fox MSNBC I wouldn't say that they don't like Trump Oh, they definitely, well, I, yeah. well I, here's what I would say. say it again? Here's what I would say. They don't like Trump. They like winning, and that's where this guy sold his soul. Uh-huh. Um, was winning was more important than morals and ethics. So right. Donald Trump is easy to vote for because I need to win. Um, I, I don't know how to break that to you, but during the entire election, if you were voting on Donald Trump because everyone was telling you he was going to win, you weren't paying attention. Everyone was saying he was going to lose. Anyone who was voting for Trump was an idiot because he has no chance in hell of winning. I agree with that. And yeah, it's you know what I'm saying. So to say that oh well, everyone just sold their soul because they wanted to win, it was by no the means the Republican Party. No, they sold were completely against him, dude. It has not been that long. Every single Republican was against Trump. Almost every single Republican, established Republican, came out and said Paul Ryan himself was like, I cannot endorse him. So that's not true. They mm. they were against him. He was not the candidate you wanted to pick if you wanted a, f- a surefire win. That was Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I well, yeah, all right. So what anyway, I'm saying, what is, I'm saying <laughs> is that it makes sense for him to do that because now he gets to come out and he gets to make sure that these points are talked about. And the brilliant aspect to it is that the mainstream media will now cover it. Now he because it's a speech. And well, yeah, I mean it. it's the same. So it's going to be on their. It's networks. the same tactic as whenever something comes up with Russia, I'll just tweet something racist, and so then we'll right. start talking about that, right? I mean, it's, me the, it's the same tactic. Um, I'm pretty sure that there was a Star of David in a tweet once. What? Um, are you serious? Show are you doing. pretending that that didn't happen? I don't remember a in, Star of David. Yes, in a you tweet. do. It's not from Trump. Yes, you absolutely do. You didn't know it was the Star of David. It just looked like a badge. Like, what? are you? It would. Well, 
I'll link to, to, I'll link to that, I'm not too, because that Mitch and I have had this conversation before. I'm not remembering that one. Um, but I know that you know. Why would he even you know. take... Why would he it was even... during the campaign. Um, it was right around the time that... Who's that frog guy? Frog guy? The green guy. The green character. Oh, Pepe? Pepe. Yeah. Racist. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, anyway. So, I mean, I think on the end of the day... As far as like what happened last night with your counter-programming speech and your uh, correspondence center, both of them sucked. I like I don't I yeah, don't. It was care. just a rally. Like I watched um, maybe half of his rally speech, and that's all it was, just a rally speech. You look um, less like a fascist when you don't stand there and let them boo the yeah, the yeah. Hollywood actors that they're going to go spend money on <laughs> in for like forty five seconds. Right. There's nothing um, wrong with Hollywood. Are they disconnected from reality? Yeah, I, I would say that yes, a little so bit. Yes. So is Donald Trump and the yeah, rest of Washington. He's a super super millionaire billionaire guy of course he's disconnected right. from reality i mean it, it takes yeah that's just that's universal if you got a lot of money typically you're disconnected from blue collar america right so uh, yeah i don't i don't follow so at that. the end of the day or so at the end of at least this segment that we've now broken up three times um grade it 100 days 100 days even I, though it doesn't matter and it's i know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter uh, i think that if if it came down to what he how much has gotten accomplished as opposed to how much has been blocked? I would give it uh, about 80%. So give it a B. you give it a B? Give it a C minus. And you give it a C minus because some of the things that he's done, I don't want to have done. So, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking at it from now. So right. Do I think he's done horrible, horrible, horrible things to impeach the him? Con- no, I, I don't. Do I think that you can just go, well, I like him, so I'm not going to pay attention to an investigation? No, I don't. No, I'm um, fine with the investigation. And, go for it. And the fact that we didn't talk about the investigation um, throughout this entire hour-long discussion about his 100 days actually serves him very well because that's what we talked about for the whole 100 days. Um, <laughs> so, Well, you, there's nothing to talk about. So, Yet. So, yeah. um, so there is stuff to talk about, and we'll talk about it next. So... There's a there's there's groups of people that were never interested in politics that are now treating it the same way they treat sports. They, these guys are sports fans. I mean, that's really what it's like. It's like this is my team. I'm on team yeah. Trump. You know, and these fucking it's pussies. It's a brand. It's yeah. like yeah, it's a corporation, man. And and they're showing up at these Berkeley rallies and they're fighting people now. Like now you've you've got people responding this is one of the real problems with the left the real problem with these really hardcore lefties that are outraged and want to do something and they want to be positive so they want to shut down all these people like milo that they think are nazis or ann coulter and all these people but by doing that and by having these gigantic protests and literally shutting down people communicating and talking you invite people to resist that and then you start you know, these Antifa people who hit people in the head with fucking bike locks. You see, they, they found out it was a professor that was hitting people in the head with bike locks. And that this is going to have people show up and want to hit you with something. Today in Berkeley, protests are spilling into the streets. But tonight, many fear violence will erupt. The extreme left and right squaring off in bloody demonstrations in recent weeks. The kind of confrontation UC Berkeley was hoping to avoid, canceling the speech scheduled for today by conservative firebrand Ann Coulter. Do you believe that Michael Flynn 
broke the law from either not disclosing it, these payments on the security clearance, or not getting permission for getting these uh, foreign payments. Uh, personally, I see no information or no data to support the notion that General Flynn complied with the law, and that is he was supposed to seek permission and receive permission from both the Secretary of State and the Secretary of the Army prior to traveling to Russia to not only accept that payment, to, but to engage in that activity. I see no evidence that he actually did that. Bill O'Reilly says he is sad after losing his top-rated Fox News show amid a sexual harassment scandal. O'Reilly spoke yesterday for the first time since his ouster on his No Spin News podcast. The comments came as Fox News was hit with a new lawsuit. All right, so obviously there we got a little bit to talk about. We've talked about these um, we've talked about these topics before, but we'll we'll go ahead and we'll start with the suppression of the free speech, which is really like a concerning a concerning it's becoming thing. Becoming pretty um, consistent. Like and again, I'll go back to my whole like I don't have a party to to call my own. I also don't have a group of people to call my own because you jackasses <laughs> keep burning stuff down. And that that's not smashing people on the head. That's with, not what this country is about. That's not what the constitution is about. That's not what free speech is about. And if you want to have the right to go out there and to you know, to, to do your mass protests over the president that you don't like, then you should also be willing to have the conversation with somebody that doesn't agree with you on their viewpoints too. I don't know why we've gotten to to such a point in this country where we can't listen to somebody who does not agree with us. Mitch and I don't agree with each other, as you know, a lot of the time. We don't hate each other about it. I we hate you. Yeah, you can right. <laughs> no. um, You know, I am sitting in his living room right now. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a trap. We, <laughs> it is. I'm never getting out of here alive. That's right. Um, it just, I just don't understand why, how we've gotten to such a point where we can't have the conversation with each other anymore. And and what's worse is not only have we gotten to a point where we can't have the conversation, but as the as the the MSNBC clip and Joe Rogan's comments just pointed out, we've gotten to a point where we turn violent about it right. now. And that's an issue. And Antifa is an issue. And, right. and masking yourself well, so that you can beat the shit out of somebody that you don't agree with, that's a problem. And it's a problem right. that we need to solve. And the thing about that, that that's really scary about Antifa and um, some of these other people is not that they've never existed before. Of course they have. There's always been mm -hmm. these these groups out here. The problem is that we're, we're looking at the left and they, they hate Donald Trump so much that they're willing to be complacent with these tactics in order to try to shut down what they dislike. So right. they are not the ones doing it. The general left is not the are not the ones who are being part of the black bloc, uh, which is donning this black attire, covering your face, and then going into these these mobs. Same that we saw in Berkeley. It wasn't the students who were doing that for the most part. Right. It was these people coming in from these other areas that were causing the violence. The well, problem that was that they be... had a, a place for it. They had a safe space for their violence, mm -hmm. and that's an issue. Yeah, well, it seems to be the case in all of these issues. When you look at – go back two or three summers now to, to Ferguson, which we're very familiar with. Yep. The majority of violence in Ferguson wasn't from residents of Ferguson because, duh, why would you want to burn <laughs> down the place that you live? Right. It, 
it was from people who were coming from outside. The the violence in, in Baltimore and in Dallas over the last two years wasn't people... It wasn't people from Dallas or Baltimore. It was people from outside yeah, of there. That guy that shot had, people wasn't he from like Alabama or something. Right. Like he came in. They had they have a they're there because they have a point to prove, and this is how they're going to to get their point across. Is they're going to be violent? Well, that's an issue. That's a huge issue. Right. If you can't look. Ann Coulter is full of shit. Like I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. You'll never hear me she say. She did predict like, Trump would win. She yeah, right. And you gotta feel bad for her too. You remember that Bill Maher clip? Where I do. I felt bad just because she, she actually looked sad. Like she, she was, said it, and they just laughed in her face. Right. And she looked actually like hurt. And yeah. I was like, oh. Well, that she sucks. she also looked like you're probably right. And you know, I'm. And, but but here's the thing. Ann Coulter, like Michael Moore, like Milo Yiannopoulos, they're provocateurs, right? Mm. So. Did she believe that Donald Trump was going to win when she said that? I don't Who know. knows? She probably didn't. She probably was just talking shit because it's going to get her in the news. <laughs> I'm not going to support Ann Coulter in any in any way, shape, or form. I don't like I Ann don't Coulter. I agree with but her. You know what I would do if she was in front of me, if she was at my town hall, if she was at a college near me? I would Spit debate her. Hit her with a <laughs> <laughs> right. Hit her with a bike lock. Ah. Um, no, I would debate her. I would have a conversation with her, and I would have a conversation with people like her. And the reason why is because how are we going to solve any of our problems that we have if you split the two sides down the middle and now you're on the right and I'm on the left, we have to find some common... I'm on the left. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, it's all messed up. Right. People listening are like, what are they talking about? Um... It's not healthy for us to just turn off people that we don't agree with. It is not healthy for us to not be able to have a conversation. And if your idea of a conversation is I'm going to show up with a tire iron and beat my point (laughs) into you, that's a bad tactic. Well, I think Um, that when it comes to the left, they've always had this – I don't think that that they've always had the moral high ground, but I think that they've liked to put on the theater that they've had the moral high ground. That's always been what they said. Well, we're not Republicans because they don't care about people. We, you know, they pretend that that's kind of their shtick. And I think that this 100% negates that. You can't look at the left now and say they're above it all because they're not. They, I, they're complacent. Yes, with but these... I do think, though, too, like, I think that's a fair point in the way that you and I understand it to be. I think that, um, Though when you look at liberal policies versus conservative policies, there's an argument to be made that one side cares about poor people more than another side. Again, I think it's theater because I think that most of these policies they want to put in is short-term feel-good policies that end up hurting the poor people down in the long run. But, oh, we're we're doing this. It's like spoiling the children. At some point you have to say, hey, you can't do that. I know you want want this right now. But at least if you have a short-term benefit versus a – Here's the alternative. We'll just cut taxes for the top earners in the country and raise taxes on the lower earners. It's hard right. to make your point that you give a shit about poor people. Right. Well, obviously, we're not doing that. So um, that's something that, that, yeah, obviously, if that was the case, this is, what, this is one of the main reasons why I'm against a flat tax, because that's exactly what it does. Right. People say that it's fair, and in essence, they're right. It's right to say everyone pays 7%, so that's fair. However, the way that it's structured right now means that you are raising taxes on the right. poorest people. You are cutting taxes. It's a for great the idea people. if you have Bill Bill Clinton's uh, surplus, but yeah, but if we don't. you don't, <laughs> so. then it's not a good idea. So, um, but, but I that's, think that's I what's scary though is is that, and and they have come out a little bit. But I've seen whenever you you look at uh, and we have a lot of people on our Facebook and whatnot that are liberals, and when you see uh, people that I have known for years. 
rejoicing that they have literally scared Ann Coulter that she had to cancel cancel her speech because of threat to her life. Yeah, that's and they are happy about it. And what the hell? Like, I'm not here. Here, I'm not a fan, and you know we don't typically disagree on this. Not a fan of the police. Not a huge fan of the police. But when the police say we're not going to protect you in the case of violence towards you that's a problem what right. then what the hell are you doing literally just beating up <laughs> black people is that literally and all you're taxing doing poor people um so i like i just i didn't understand why that was the right. case why the police came out and said well we're we're stepping back well what the hell dude that's why the college that's burned down in the first your place job. um yeah and now they, they've said that you know oh we, we've linked and i don't know if that ended up being true or not i know there was some reporting that the police the chiefs of police and whatnot were linked to antifa members and things like that and that's why they were kind of picking mm-hmm. their side i don't know if anything ever came of that but we do live in that time where things are very polarized, and people are picking sides. They're, they're choosing political party sides over their jobs. Here's an idea for both liberals and conservatives. If you have a problem, take your damn mask off to say it. Because right. if you have to hide behind a mask, then you probably don't have good intentions. And you know that that's why I've always been against anonymous. I was like, anonymous is just another word for no accountability. Right. Well, anonymous is an, is an online terror group. Watch our Twitter get hacked. Um, <laughs> no. Right. Um, but it is your anonymous is an internet terrorist organization with no accountability and no, and no clear cut message. Like what's your platform anonymous? I don't know because this guy has a different one than this guy over here and we're all just going to attack shit at random. And And that's the same tactic. Let's be real too. Anonymous. You're not that powerful. All you do is crash sites by getting a lot of people on there at the same time. You put dick pics onto like politicians websites. Good job. Right. But now I will say, what anonymous was it? Anonymous uh, last week who put gay porn on ISIS? ISIS. <laughs> I think so, and that was hilarious. That was good. Good it's, on you. On good, good. It's hilarious. That. Yeah, I'm never gonna say it isn't. But you know, is it really gonna change the the whole narrative? Are you helping out fight the war against ISIS? Not no. really. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, not. Um, you're gonna get a lot of people who want to kill gay people upset, and they're probably gonna go out and kill more gay people right. or something. Who knows? So, that being said, it was still hilarious. I, I don't think that you and I are going to disagree on no. the on this story here. I, it doesn't I, make any sense. Antifa and you know the anti-fascist America movement doesn't make any sense because they're totally doing fascist type tactics. And this whole the black block is important because the like I said, this is uh, it has ties back to the political movements in the eighties in Russia. And all it is is just the tactic of anonymity. It's just dressing head to toe in black. You put something on, you buy, you bring pipes and whatnot, and then you go and one person goes over and smashes them. And the, the big tactic they're using in um, in the United States is mace. That's a big one that we see is where they'll come in and they'll mace people, and then they just jump back into the the parade of people wearing black and you can't find them. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that uh, 4chan is taking it upon themselves to uh, unmask a thousand yeah, Antifa members or something. I saw that too. I'm Good just, on you, man. Just keep it going because that's not like, like I said, when it comes to professors and this isn't the first time, like I got a big issue with higher education and things like it, things like that. We can go into a different uh, segment on, but finding out that it was that professor doing it. We have these other professors uh, that have been on the news for just doing crazy things, having well, colleges I've... depicting Trump with his head cut off. Well, and I've told you, yeah, held in like, the dude. hand of your favorite comic book hero. Oh, no, Captain America. <laughs> Captain America, Captain no! America doesn't cut the head off a president, guys. Like, um, it's not what he would do. What? 
He doesn't even kill the Red Skull, bro. And he's a straight-up Nazi. And if he did, he'd be reborn in the next <laughs> issue. So, like, come on, dude. Um, no, I don't... <sighs> Logan decapitates the problem. The problem here is that, like, we have a breakdown of like this the societal norms right yeah. you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that you don't agree with and it should stay a conversation um well, they want revolution and if you listen to some of these interviews with some of these the liberal people that people are, are gonna are have to it, die yeah people are gonna have to die you know there was the antifa uh woman who got uh punched in the face by the neo-nazi dude yeah um and they interviewed her and they're like well his and it's a big controversy on what, what what happened or not during that that riot. But they were saying that they were taking M80s, sticking them into glass bottles, and hurling them, ba- basically making IEDs, um, and mm-hmm. blowing up and, and hurting people. And there's been some reports saying that it did happen, some saying it didn't. The guy said that he saw there's a picture with has her holding a green bottle. He said he saw her. He was going going to do that, and so that's why he punched her. So they did an interview with her, and they asked her, you know, well, are these tactics being used? And she never said no. She just said, well, the revolution is going to call for casualties. Like, there's going to have to be people who go down. No. <laughs> there's no. no revolution. What are you guys fighting against? Right. You're not— Trump—I'm sorry. Trump's not that bad. Even if you don't like the guy personally, you don't like the way he talks, you don't like the way the things that he does, he's not doing anything that's overboard. Now, to be, now, to be fair, because you know that, like, there are people out there that are listening that— support antifa and and what they'll say is that well when barack obama got elected the tea party became the party of revolution yeah but they didn't beat the shit out of you and (laughs) that's the difference like you know did did we like the tea party no neither one of us did we didn't like the tea party because the tea party was full of shit just as full of shit as antifa is the difference is antifa is actually hurting people and that's a problem that's a huge problem a place to incubate with it and unfortunately with the left right now they have an area to incubate and to grow and to bring members in because there are people who think and i've seen them they're friends of mine and i see on facebook and they say things that are just this to me just completely outlandish i, and I, I don't understand i just it. don't understand that and look let's take the violence away from it for a second right. like, let's take antifa out of the equation let's just talk about the breakdown on the left when it comes to free speech i have tons of liberals on my on my facebook page and i won't say that like a, a huge percentage of them are like this but i will say 30 percent of the liberals that I know or that I see on my personal Facebook page um, of of those people, 30 percent of them are are these guys, these not violent. I won't call them violent. Right. But extreme like, OK, so and I told you this over, um, over the last couple of weeks when we weren't when we weren't on. But <clears throat> I had a guy who posted an article that was with the caption can we just take them off the air already talking about fox news because right. the headline on the article was something about fox news makes their black female employees arm wrestle in the boiler room or some uh, shit like that first of all if racist. that if that's true put it on tv get some ratings for that shit people will watch that right secondly see people like me going that's not cool let's se- go against that secondly se- second point that was posted from like Blogspot or some some stupid shit. <laughs> so whichever liberal, if you're listening and you know that that was you, you're an idiot. Like you're absolutely <laughs> an idiot. And he and and here's why: because a, if that was happening, even if it was happening, let's take that stupid story, sensationalized headline at face value, and say that's exactly what they're doing. Every female black employee at Fox is forced to arm wrestle McFoley in the boiler room. Um, 
so, so that's that's the story, it's right? So dumb. Okay, people should be fired. People should be reprimanded. You don't take the whole damn network off TV. Where the <laughs> hell are we at when we're at a point where you can't listen to something that you don't agree with, and right. if you have to, you want it shut down. Fix yourselves indivisible left because it's a fucking problem right um and this is coming from a guy we're number two this is coming from a guy who doesn't like to say fuck on this show oh my god number three <laughs> so so fix it because it's a huge problem right. and, I, and i don't think there's much more to be said about right. it like when well, we see another issue i think we have is that you get these sensational things and that justifies the violence to them i think that when we look at a point where both sides think we're right i mean obviously as a Republican, I think Republicans are right on issue uh, as a whole, you know, and obviously on individual issues, I will come out and say, no, I don't think they're right on this and that and whatever. But as a whole, we all think we're right when we're coming into arguments. The problem is that the left has gotten to a point where they think that they, not only are they right, but they're righteous. Mm -hmm. And being righteous, that not only does it invalidate the, the right's position, it makes it evil. If you are of that position, you need to be stopped. And violence is then justified. And mm -hmm. the scary part is that this snowballs. And this is the same ideology that the, the Crusaders used when they were killing people in Central America. And it's the same ideology that ISIS uses when they're killing people in the Middle East. It's that we're right, you're wrong, and not only are you wrong, but we have to stop you. And violence is an okay well, measure to resort to. Well, and it's the same, to. like, you want to talk about the... Uh, Nazi comparisons that we're never supposed to make. It's the same Actual thing. Hitler. It's the same thing, guys. Not, the Jews, Hitler was actually Hitler. The Jews, <laughs> like, well, yeah, but the Jews were a problem, and there was a justification right. for why the Jews had to go to Grandma's farm because the Jews are the cause. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Jews are the cause of your problem. So we're going to alleviate this problem for you. That's what you're doing, liberals, right. the, and not all liberals, and and it's not. It's, it's not. not the problem it, is that they they don't seem to be turn they don't seem to be condemning it. It's the vocal they should, it's they the vocal majority that or I'm sorry, it's the vocal minority that's being backed up by the silence of the minority right. on the left. Um, well, it was like uh what do you call it? Um they had an interview with some guys from Berkeley and they were like, you know, hey, we're not about that. We're not about the people who are who are coming in here and they don't live here. And so then they, uh, the guy interviewing him asked, you know, hey, did you see that where the guy got hit in the, the head, top of the head? I mean, you were talking about the crown of the head. That is right. a kill shot. If you hit someone with a bike lock, a piece of metal, as hard as you can on the top of their head, you could kill them. And he was like, what do you think about that? And they said, well, was he a racist? And they're like, well, I don't know. Dude. He was just some dude. And they're like, well, if he was a racist, it's fine. No, it's, no, it's not. not. It's, it's not. not okay to kill it's someone. not okay. And it, the guy is not doing anything. Like, if, if you've got – we have a justice system, folks. Folks, it's like Donald Trump. <laughs> right. we can, so, which, it, which, we'll both Mitch and I will both admit to you sucks. Yeah, it, it does. Like, should George Zimmerman be in jail? Yeah, yeah. he should. Should O.J. Simpson be in jail? Yeah, he should. Yeah. Should Darren Wilson not have gotten acquitted and probably had a fucking uh, a trial? Yeah, he probably yeah. should. You don't have to count them all down, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, should should those things have happened? Yes. Is the justice system flawed? Yes, it absolutely is. Right. But it is more civilized than beating somebody with a stick. Right, and we saw that the last time where they were taking people out with two-by-fours. We saw that with, um, what do you call it, with the mace, macing everybody. Right. And so, yeah, I, it's disturbing. And yeah, I think that the, the bottom line is that I would like it to stop. I don't think it will. And I think that the problem is, is that right now it's so polarized 
that like I said, it's got a, a I think place it, to incubate. I think it will. You're going to have to get people coming because Bernie Sanders has come out against it. He said, "No, absolutely." I don't think. Should've. I don't know that it'll stop while Donald Trump is president. I think it'll stop post Donald Trump. Maybe. Um, I hope Unless that it. I hope it, it, that it pitters out and then before that. My side wants to start beating the shit out of everybody, and these guys are the ones that have guns. So um, <laughs> right, we'll because see what only Republicans there. have guns. They have the majority of guns, I would say. Maybe I don't know. We'd have to look at some, have to look at it. Some but, voting patterns there, yeah. but I think just be- it seems like since the left is against having guns, just because rednecks right like guns doesn't guns. mean that they all vote for Republicans. Yeah, I would think that that would be the way that would fall. I but would think so knows? too. Who knows? But anyway, wrapping that up, I mean, let, let's hope that something something changes. And I think it's going to have that. The, luckily, the police have come out and, and outlawed masks, which. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Like, I get it. And like, I saw a couple of the arrests, and they're like, we're not doing anything. As he's walking down the street in full militia let's garb just say, with a pipe in his hand. Let's just say hand. no matter what the scenario is, you probably shouldn't walk around with a mask on. I'm going to think something's weird about that. I'm like, right. I don't care if – like, you don't even have to be whooping ass or anything. Right. You could be standing in line at McDonald's. Well, I'd be like, can you tell that guy to take his mask off? Like, that's, that's <laughs> weird. Really, well, there was a uh, – It makes me want to hit him. There was a pro-gun guy that did that. He tried to flex his muscle or something to show his, his rights. And he showed up. He went into a police station in full garb with all of these guns. He was legally allowed to carry them, but he did that. And then guess what happened? The cops show up and they're like, what are you doing? And they pull their guns out. They didn't shoot him. I don't think they shot him, but like, you're stupid. He must have been don't white. do this. He was white, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he definitely would have got shot if he was I brown. So, man, I, can, I can prove that all day that it's disproportionate where, where blacks get shot right. way you more You know that there's there. like, there's those, that group of people that every time we say that are like, ah, ah, I know. shut up, Richard Spencer. Their yeah. white privilege exists. They just look at the, the numbers and they don't adjust for a population. And right. the fact of the matter is that whites are like 60% of the population and blacks are like 12%. It's almost like what Republicans do with refugees. <laughs> I wouldn't make that comparison. But um, anyway, so, so wrapping, wrapping I up. I think wrapping up Antifa and free speech, you want, if you want the, the cliff notes of that segment, stop being jackasses. If you want to protest, protest and show me your damn face. Have, have a yeah. little bit... Have a little bit of balls when when you're when you're making your point, um, and stop beating people up because if you do, you're not a part of my side, and I'm gonna call for your ass to be prosecuted to the fullest every single time right. because that's because I shouldn't have to worry when I go somewhere and say that I don't like Donald Trump or I don't like the wall or I think something's up with James Comey or Jeff Sessions or Michael Flynn, I shouldn't have to worry about getting hit with a bat. <laughs> like that shouldn't be the next thing that's going to happen. Right. So if that's what the left is going to do to the right, there's a huge problem. And I'm putting you on notice left. Yeah. Fix it. And I'm putting higher education on notice. Knock it off. Stop right. making Republicans and conservatives on campus feel like they're second class citizens and that they have to be ostracized yeah. because. And there is something stop. there is something to be said. And we won't go super into this, but there is something to be said that it's not just the college kids at fault here. It's the professors who are teaching them that this is acceptable. It's the professors who are hitting people in the head with bike locks that are allowing this type of idea to spread. Right. And, and I will go. I will go to war with liberals all day long who want oh to tell me, God. "Oh, it's not as bad." He's going as, to war. It, it's not as bad as you as you're making it out to be. Yeah, it is. When somebody gets hurt because your dumbass doesn't agree with what they say, that's a problem. That is as bad as it gets. Yeah, figure it out. So that's that's in Tifa. Um, right. I think moving forward, we'll jump into it, uh, Michael, Michael Flynn. Flynn. Yeah, um, yeah, Michael Flynn. That fucking criminal. <laughs> 
<laughs> it looks like it. It's starting to look like it. In his own words, he's definitely a criminal. So we'll have to see. <laughs> right. In we'll Trump's own to words, too. Yeah. Um, so basically, what was the new thing that, that came out? They basically um, said that he— It looks like he's at least guilty of not disclosing that he was getting money from multiple sources, some of which being Russian. Uh, um, Russian right. banks and, and whatnot. Right. And um, he was warned prior to getting those payments that he needed that a, he shouldn't get those payments. Like he would, he was because he did check into it and he was told, um, I can't remember which con- congressional and I'm sure they probably haven't even released the name of who talked to him. Right. But he was told by some committee. Call your page. Oh my God. Right. Not to, you don't even know who he is yet. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this show for 12 I know weeks him. and he's the guy. Um, but you know, the, the fact of the matter is Michael Flynn was told you're probably not allowed to take these payments. And if you do take these pl- payments, you need to disclose all of this information before receiving them. He didn't do any of those things. And right. for that, it looks like he could end up in jail for about five years is what is they were talking. Yeah. They, that's what they were talking. Um, Lock him up. Lock him up. So now what I would be interested in moving forward is why did he get those payments? What were those for? Like right. blah, 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 blah. What, what are the details there? Because depending on what they were, that could just be bad for Michael Flynn, or it could yeah. be bad for more people, depending on what was going on and there. I so, see, because the thing about politics is there's money getting thrown around everywhere. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean, and there is a lot of that pay-for-play, which but I would it definitely say, looks like that's what that would be. We all assume that when you're getting money, you're right. giving money to people, you're expecting something out of it. I would say that, that based on that development and the fact that he asked for immunity something's up um so and we'll see how far up that goes because if that is connected to mike i don't think mike i think mike pence is clean i think if it's connected to donald trump or paul manafort or steve bannon you could have an issue and you and i could be having an impeachment conversation in the future i don't think that you're Um, gonna connect donald trump to me that i wouldn't be surprised if bannon somehow got because those are the type of people Bannon, you have a connection with trump yeah, but not necessarily. It, they have to actually be connected and talking I get it, it out. And, right, and I get it. it. So you have to find something yeah. there. Um, I don't see Donald Trump or Mike Pence being uh, – they, they strike me as people who are just going to – they're basically just going to play it. They have, Especially Donald Trump because he seems like a kind of a book-wide-open character where it's just like nah, this is, he's going to tell you. I'm not, the I'm guy not, literally I'm not came, drinking that Kool-Aid, bro. The guy literally got on TV and said, let's kill the families of the terrorists. I don't feel like he's hiding too much of what he wants to do. I, I could be wrong. We'll see. Not too he much of what like he, he wants just, to do. He might be hiding what he did. Yeah, we'll see, like I said. but so, and, and we already know that Michael Flynn lied to Mike Pence once. Mm-hmm. So, and Mike Pence is a straight up, straight laced politician type guy. So, you know, I don't see him being involved. Bannon, we'll see. Because there's a. I, Manafort, I would say almost yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't like, know enough about that guy because he was only on the scene there for a few weeks or so. Right. That's what Trump wants you to believe. Well, that's what happened. He was actually there for a few months. So, okay. Well, even so, um, a few months. He's like, I don't even know. I, I think I saw him on a Tuesday once. And right. Like, I don't even know that guy. Oh, that's weird. No! Oh, that was loud. Sorry, guys. The blues are playing, and it let me let me know. So, <laughs> but regardless, um, so we'll see what happens with him. Like I said, all of a sudden, Steve Bannon's disappearing as well. So we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, liberals should be super upset about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it makes it seem like maybe there was something going on between the two of them because he said the only reason why Bannon was on the defense council was because to take to baby basically be a babysitter for Flynn. So they're working together and doing things. I don't know. We'll have to see. Right. Yeah. And Steve Bannon, who pretty much won the election for Donald Trump. Um, Kelly and Conway had a lot to do with that. Probably had, you know, um, 
Yep. President Bannon. No, oh. no conversations with Trump about anything that was going on between him and Michael Flynn. So, I we'll, don't know. did Pence uh, have all those conversations with Clinton? I don't know. Was he running a rapey train out of a pizza parlor? I, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't uh, think, so. think anyone was running a rapey train out of a pizza parlor. <laughs> I don't know. People got shot over it though. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, Michael Flynn's an idiot. Yeah, Michael Flynn's an idiot, and he doesn't. He, he does look like a shady. He does. Shady Every time mofo. I see the guy, I'm just like, you're up to something, dude. right? Yeah. Like, so I mean that's a that's all I got to say about speaking Michael of rapies, Flynn. talking to <laughs> oh right that moves us right on what a good transition into Look Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> um, <laughs> B- Billy O. What happened, man? You've been raping people for like twenty years and like everything was cool. Fox always had your back until you tried to grab their front. So <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, yeah. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know, which I'm sure everyone knows at this point, but Bill O'Reilly is no longer. On the Bill O'Reilly, what was the show called? It Bill was O'Reilly the show? O'Reilly Factor. Um, yeah, and which kind of which kind of sucks because I I didn't think that Bill O'Reilly was the worst out of the whole pundits on that show. Oh, Bill O'Reilly just sold out though a long time ago. Like yeah. I never took Bill O'Reilly seriously. I did for a long time, but I feel like over the last decade he or so, it out. It, well, he he became a more independent in his own thing, so he would stand against the Republicans sometimes. Maybe he would I feel them. like he just got, he just said what he got paid to say, though. Like well, I could see that too. He, he just like, he didn't have any any zest to it. Like no. he was just kind of like, all right, I'm just here. But let's let's talk about what happened there. I mean, obviously, Fox is having some issues right now with with some, with Roger Ailes, mm-hmm. uh, who got let go, and. Bill O'Reilly um, and Bill O'Reilly, both over sexual sexual um, harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it looks like is it looks like the Murdochs, who Rupert Murdoch wanted Bill O'Reilly to stay on. His son, who I think is the CEO or CFO or something like that, his son is really high up, was the one who made the call to get rid of O'Reilly. And I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, how can you keep a guy on who you have literally, as the network, settled? 25 million dollars worth of sexual harassment right you know at suits. some point like at some point you got to cut the cord and be like Dude, you're, you're, right. <laughs> like, you're, you're costing us a lot of money you know what you're doing and you're making us you're making us look bad right it's not no, the, i haven't it's looked not into the time of, the... of ron burgundy anymore you can't slap asses in right. the office now, so. did, you, did you go in and see what exactly he was being accused of i honestly, i know that uh, I they didn't... tried to hit hannity and she had to walk it back mm-hmm. because apparently all that happened with him is he asked her out and she said no and then that was that right she was trying to play it like the simple fact of asking and she didn't want it no, was but the sexual I w- harassment. I would assume because Fox has settled out so much money that something probably was a few of them that are real, right? Yeah, um, and I know I, that some of them are, are shady. Like Bill O'Reilly asks a girl out and she says no, and suddenly she's not reporting as much anymore, or something like that, um, right. which is unethical. Well, obviously. and that's what that was the thing with Roger Ailes too. Roger Ailes was. Um, basically saying like hey you want to advance your career meet me at a motel and then if you don't you're not on tv anymore like yeah it's time to it's time to start cleaning up fox news um right so um, apparently they put in tucker carlson tucker Tucker carlson yeah into his who's a douche he's a douche his ratings were exploded oh i'm sure they were people like him but he's a douche i Um, I don't know anything about him really i just know he wears a bow tie and he's a ding dong yeah (laughs) So apparently that's a good move. Apparently people were not even enjoying Bill O'Reilly as much anymore anyway. No, or they Tucker, wanted a fresh Tucker face. Carlson is the fresh face on Fox, and I get it. Like, he's the young, witty guy. He's just, like, 
sometimes he's all right, sometimes he's not. He he has had good interviews, but he's also had shit where I'm just like, dude, cool it with the sarcasm and just ask the questions. You yeah, know? I've seen like, that where it's like, I, you I just, well, that's the big thing now in social media is, you know, they'll have an interview between Democrat and Republican, and then Republicans will go, he destroys him. Right. What and you, then the left what goes, you, the he white Don Lemon, him. like you need to take shots while you're asking the question. <laughs> right. um, Don Lemon, who made, it, God, Don Lemon who made himself famous off my city's back, why don't right. you come up here and like push your chest into the chest of a police officer and then talk about how you're getting shoved back help, in Ferguson. Yeah, I, the only reason you're famous this is because you bullied the cops and made our shit worse so like that's the thing too that the media doesn't ever realize and i'm sorry i'm going on a tangent because don lemon donald trump you got a problem with the media no don lemon and his whole like oh we're gonna i'm i'm going to get in the face of every cop in ferguson so that i can make a name for myself here's what the media doesn't work doesn't care yeah it worked but here's what they don't care about you get to leave I don't. I live in St. Louis. So right. when you stir all this animosity up between the community and the police force, I still have to live with it. You get to go back to Washington, D.C. or New York or L.A. or wherever you're, you're shooting from, you're stationed from. Um, but, but you're screwing up shit for the people of these towns. So I have a personal grudge against Don Lemon. A, because he's a bad journalist. He's a bad reporter. Yeah. And he got famous off my back and, and by putting my city in a precarious situation. So, you know, I, I don't, but Tucker Carlson strikes me the same way a lot of times where he'll, he'll ask a question um, to like a liberal or or, yeah, or whoever, and he's just snarky. snarky and, and yeah, I just, just like, I just, dude, come on, dude, I just don't care about that. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but so I think O'Reilly's gonna be fine. He's gonna put out a new book probably. He's already back on. He's already back podcasting. So is what he? was funny actually is I, I as I was going through stuff uh, the other day, I was trying to make sure that that we were up on iTunes and that we were ready to go for this week. Make sure that you know all of our outlets that you could pull the the TDAP from. Um, um, and one of the podcasts, one of the podcast catchers said, um, I can't remember which one it was, but the description of the podcast was like, um, you know, podcast, sports, media, news, politics, Bill O'Reilly. And <laughs> like, just, just preemptively letting you know, you can still hear. He's still right. like, if you like rapey guys, we got him right here. Um, so apparently we probably share a network with right. Mr. Rapey Magoo over there um, somewhere, somewhere, somehow. But, and now the last it, one. It's not just the right who does it. I mean, I'm, I know that there's been a bunch of uh, people. On the Only Republicans rape people. It. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. Now someone, some, proven. some feminist out there is going to get into their crisis mode and get righteous and start killing Republicans because <laughs> right. they know it. It's like, they're the only ones that rape people. Oh, my God. So one last thing that we didn't play a soundbite for, but I, I – before okay, so before I went into surgery two weeks ago, my intent was to just post like a little five to ten minute video on the topic um, – before going into surgery I, I didn't get a chance to do that and since it popped back up this week it and it's a little bit relevant again i want to go ahead and talk about mr dow and his yanking off the united I airlines have to flight. Go home. all right <laughs> right so here's the thing the reason it's back in the news is because he's settled um oh, did for, he? he settled for an undisclosed amount of money and let me oh, tell let me tell you mr dow hundred you offered him i am so mad at you for settling <laughs> Because here, here's the thing. Like, and I knew, and so I was. I would settle when I was at Break work. Break my face. Here, here's why I imagine he settled. 
dude's 70 years old. You want to take this into some like judicial litigation and whatever, it's going to take 10 years. You're going to make your millions of dollars, but you're going to make it when you're 80 and what could it say? Be dead. Um, but you all remember the story. Uh, the quickly, you know, we'll go through it. Get United Airlines overbooked, but they didn't. They just needed right. their pilots to to get on a damn plane. Um, so they decided they to were going. Fair, they really did need those pilots on the plane. Like they were, because there are laws that say you can only fly for a certain amount of time. These were the pilots that were going to pick up after the they landed and continue the flight. So literally, if they didn't get on, they weren't going. Anywhere. Right. Here, here's the thing. No, because they didn't need to fly until the next day. That's what I heard. I heard that. They, yeah, but it was going to fly into the next day, and then they were going to land. Gotcha. And then so like they were like, this isn't an option. We have to get these guys. Right. On this here's the thing. Put them in a damn rental car. Put them on a Delta flight. <laughs> yes. Your your mistake isn't my emergency. So when you come right. on here and you try to lowball me and tell me that you're going to give me vouchers for a airline that I'm never going to use again, um, then that's not good enough for me. And when you randomly select me God, and dude. then beat the shit out of me and drag me <laughs> off the flight, we have a huge problem. And if I'm Mr. Dow, now granted, I'm not 70 years old. I'm young enough to be able to go through the 10-year battle for this money. Right. But I'm not only suing united airlines i'm suing the tsa i'm suing the chicago police department like you're gonna come in here and you're gonna beat the shit out of me because i bought a ticket so every single plane ticket is a lottery <laughs> like are you kidding me um this is that's unacceptable and here's why i'm mad that he settled i understand why he settled i i get it and i don't think it was a bad decision for him the reason that i'm upset that he settled is because this there are implications for everybody here yeah. this should, this policy needs to be changed they've already this is changed bullshit. now they said that they're going to offer i think it's ten thousand dollars if they have to remove you from it they will no longer use police to do it they will only use um you know people the uh, people there and there will only be like if someone gets violent you're gonna have to do that right but the guy wasn't getting violent you know? right and then for united to come out and damn his character like after they just it all accommodated his face oh my god first rule of flight club is don't talk about flight club <laughs> the reaccommodate um, <laughs> right just unbelievable so i just wanted to i like man i i've had that rant in me for two weeks and i was so <laughs> mad that i didn't get that i didn't get it in before my face got all cut up um so so i was actually kind of happy they, i was only happy that he settled in the sense that i was gonna get to bring it back up this week but right. come on united first of all people don't fly united that's bullshit i'm i'm for all my non-listeners, I'm throwing you under the bus. Like, <laughs> like that—that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, totally mishandled. The that that policy needs needs to absolutely be changed. People overbooking Delta. Right. <laughs> like, and the greatest part of that whole thing was like three days after the shitstorm when the CEO of Delta came out and was like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, dude, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Like, this is finally getting pushed under the rug and now right. your dumbass is going to come out and be like, we overlook right. all the time. Don't. That's stupid. <laughs> That's absolutely dumb as shit. Um, so, you know, I, I I think that probably, that's probably all I needed to say on, on United, but Right. I'll be damned if I didn't want to say that <laughs> about United. I'm a guy who hates flying anyway. I don't my, like it. It like, freaks me out. My anxiety is through the freaking roof. Yeah. So if I'm flying, I'm already terrified. If you're not whooping my ass and dragging my <laughs> bloody ass off the plane, we have, like, 
oh my god, like that's a that's a traumatizing event for me. I, right. I'm, I'm never coming back from that. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's 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 United. Um, you know where where you can fly on the black and blue Rhapsody Express. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway, I think that I think that's pretty good. Pretty good place to to call it for episode yeah. twelve, though. Yeah, we got about three minutes till the Blues game. Right, let's go Blues. Right, let's go Blues. Which like, uh, uh, well, uh. let me <laughs> let me piss off all my uh, my localites. I, I'm a realist. Don't say it. I'm a realist. Don't say it. I'm I'm a realist. So if this year isn't the year, look at me. Look at me, Facebook Live. If it's not the year. Go Connor McJesus, cause I, man, I like that. Those Oilers are so fun to watch this year. Um, don't don't get me wrong. I I want so my, I want my Blues to win the Cup, but I've been wanting that for the thirty years that I've been alive, and it right. hasn't happened yet. You just need um, a big, beautiful wall <laughs> named Jake, Jake Allen. Allen. Um, it's so great, right? You know how many like there are probably hockey people listening that are gonna be like, we get two weeks and then we get to shit all over this conversation. <laughs> so where are the blues now? Um, but all I'm gonna ask you, uh, with the trophy, all I'm gonna sign. ask you is if you are gonna come online and you are gonna debate me about hockey, don't resort to calling me a faggot because if you do, <laughs> you're probably gonna lose the argument and you're just gonna make yourself look like a jackass. So, um. Right. So that happened, and like that guy is probably sitting in the corner crying right now because I had to show him how to really win an argument. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, I think that wraps it up for week twelve. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all of our latest content. Yep. Um, our the episode twelve will be available, and all of our future episodes will be available now Tuesday mornings. Yep. Um, YouTube I'll, hopefully on Monday evenings. Okay, yeah, and uh, so you can catch us on iTunes, uh, Google Play shortly. If there's again, I mentioned at the top of the show there may still be a couple a couple issues there um and then we will have some uh, exciting news coming up in the next uh few weeks to a month um another little another little platform that we're that we're working on so um that pretty much wraps it up for the week don't again don't forget to to follow us um the the youtube channel will try to get up on monday nights as mitch as mitch mm-hmm. said or and, as they happen we'll have to see right yeah we'd like to again we've we've talked about it before we would like to be shooting these throughout the week and dropping at least even if not the full segments just little little tidbits so that you know we've, we've got things going Keep it fresh. um definitely if you're on our facebook page or on our youtube page and you like what you're hearing go over to our twitter page like we're, twitter yeah. twitter is a new thing for both of us we're both older than the twitter generation um not and, a great tweeter right not, <laughs> we're trying to fix it i don't know how the freaking <laughs> 70 year old mf or that's running the country tweets every three seconds and i'm just like oh i forgot it exists um right. but go go follow us on twitter um we got a we got a bunch of funny hashtags over there for you and uh <laughs> and yeah i think that about does it so um Feel free to follow us, and as always, we're going to leave you now with the alternative fact of the week. Yep. I loved my previous life. I loved my previous life. I had so many things going. I, I, I actually, this is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. I thought it was more of a, I'm a details-oriented person. I think you would say that. But I do miss my old life. This, I like to work, so that's not a problem. But this is actually more work.